Do not listen to this while driving or when full alertness is needed. The best of Holmberg's morning sickness. This is the Big Red Radio. Porkopolis. Brady killed Porkopolis. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Good one. That's an excellent point. We've, we've murdered that place. It's a great point. Brady and his mom are the two most violent murderers we've ever had on the show. Guys, I've listened sporadically over the last couple of weeks, and I just tuned in. Please finish the story. Did did I just hear that Bunny killed Torp and was driving around with no, him? No, in no, the no, car? not Torp. She would though. If <laughs> if, if I th- do, you think if wow. uh, Kavorkin was still around, uh, Bunny drop him off just because she'd get more tennis time in. She's getting. Well, you said she's eye rolling pretty much <laughs> she's every time. Go to Boca. I can't go to Florida because of your father. And your dad's like, just get out. He's got a good situation now. He's got some lady wiping his yeah. ass. That's not a good situation. Oh. <laughs> You're the only one that would think that. Dressing him. No, that's terrible. Taking care of him. <laughs> no. It's time to get in the box. Mm-hmm, Tom. Yeah, she's got, yeah, hired, they hired a POC to come in and, and wipe <laughs> Tom's ass and put some clothes on him every day. That's, it, you know, that's that moment your dad. Your dad's this Serena not. Williams fantasy is coming true. Is he happy with that? Um, He seemed to be pretty good because he put me on speakerphone and she was dressing him. <laughs> and they're <laughs> laughing and having a good time. <laughs> Wow. Don't worry about that thing. It hasn't worked since the Clinton administration. Hey, Brady, she's an OU grad. Oh, wow. So she's a little slow. Hey, Brady, how's this FaceTime work? You should see this. All right. Well, maybe maybe Tom's speed is just for her as far as keeping up with conversation. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't want people wiping my ass and dress. She wipes his ass. Uh, I don't know. He's still able to do that. If you can't dress yourself, you can't wipe your ass. No, there's a difference between getting in. It would just, he could probably dress himself, but it would take forever. He's doing a terrible job wiping his ass if he can't dress himself. I, he's got um, a pretty sweet sit down shower. Oh, um, so taking, thing. he's yeah. waffle stomping the feces down into the drain. Oh, man. <laughs> That's what you just said. That's exactly what you just, he's got to sit down in the shower. I believe. Yeah. Your dad is in the shower. And waffle stomping, and then some black lady you know, comes and watches his right. feet. He was bragging about a good Vibram soul. <laughs> he is waffle stomping the dump. <laughs> That's goes, gross. What are you doing, Dad? He's getting ready for a shower and putting on my Doc Martens. <laughs> He's a juggalo in there. Wow. He is just knocking stuff out with his feet. <laughs> he is shoe stomping all of his deuces. That is awful. You saying that about your father, but it's true. Oh, Brady. somebody. That's why. Because no, yeah. nobody who can... Uh, trust me, I just went through the surgery. You can't put your pants on. You can't wipe your ass. It's the weird... I'll like, find you out. Can't, you can't do it. I'll find out how bad it is. It's, um, it, when I come, correlation I'm, I'm, in a couple oh, of days. I'm not, you can't put for some pants. reason, once you're kind of out of the hip maneuvering situation and you can't bend over to put your pants on, and I, I'm not kidding, you got to try to... You're not cleaning your ass very good. Huh. There, you just can't. Yeah, I, I mean, I always get in the shower after a dump. Did anyway, you get a shower seat for? Uh, no, I don't. I won't. Uh, I don't take in the shower. I'm human. <laughs> I got some doddering old lunatic with a chair in the shower over the drain. A stomp, stomp with my heel. Hey, Shaquid, come in here and wash my feet. Shaquid. <laughs> well, that's what you. In our day, the help was always called Shaquid. That's the way I keep it today. You know. Hey, Brady, I was about to hop in the shower and uh, take a sh- have a seat here, you know? Some sort of weird refugee camp bathroom. 
Yeah, you didn't even. You don't put two and two together. You never read between the lines. Oh, I put two and two together. I've you, seen the uh, facility. Yeah, and you did not say you. I surprised. Oh, he's you not his, waffle stomping. He I'm is telling waffle you that. stomping his <laughs> into the sewer. That is happening. <laughs> that is a big one. There is no. There's no stomping ability. Just enough to. Oh, and he's scooching he can, it back and forth. He can forth. move his foot. Well, he can right. maybe slide it. Then he's cheese grating. Yeah. Yeah, he's okay. cheese grating it down in there. I'll give you that. He's probably doing that. Or Shaquid's in there with him. <laughs> and she's I from got, OU, so she Make the time. I will put you down to drain. This is the worst. Great work, Shaquid. Are you buying a step in tub? <laughs> uh, OER has the uh, the door and the. Yeah. Oh, he does. Yeah. And the chair and the toilet over the drain. Yeah. <laughs> there's no there is. That's a toilet now. I, it's a chair. He's taking yeah, craps no, in the shower, Brady. That's your all that, all, I, all all that You don't have to, have to have it just sliding right oh, now. Oh, he's, yeah, nothing's coming out of there like log form. He's doing some serious soft serve. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like a Dairy Queen in there. <laughs> They're going to drop a little Froyo, Brady. I'll call you back. Ah, graders. Uh, why am I the only one that, that like sees your stories for what they really are? Your dad. You, it started off going, "Oh no, he's still cleaning himself. He's got a toilet seat shower." I'm like, "Okay." Why are you the one? Oh, why am I the one? Because you just won't do it. Your rose-colored glasses keep you from realizing if somebody's got to dress your dad, he can't wash, wash his ass. You just don't need to know. You do need to know. That's his life. You should you should say to him. Hey, if you need help wiping your ass, I'll be the one who puts a pillow over your face. I'll help. I didn't need to know that to know that. Okay. Yeah. I'm That's okay a, if I look, don't wake up tomorrow my, morning. My, my dad's in town. That's why nobody wishes to die tomorrow unless they got such a serious case of rust butt that they don't know what to do. Like, I can't even wash my own ass. I don't. If I die tomorrow, that would be a gift. My dad and I have a deal that if either of us can't wash our own asses anymore, it's time for pillow talk. Or you just put one over the other guy's face. That's it. So if you're dead, it could be begging for the Kevorkian himself. Taking dumps and showers. I was really uncomfortable on the phone, the speakerphone. She's like, Uncle Tom, how are you today? Tom, I'm like, oh, Uncle Tom. Gee, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you clean calm it up because it's fun. You know? You know what I'm saying? Uh, the bandit killed uh, at the Space Age Motel in Gila Bend. Is that right? The one with the spaceship in front of him? Oh, I'd, I'd kill myself if I was there, I too. Re- I don't remember any of this. I don't know about the hotel or not, but... Man. I'd kill myself if I had to be in Gila Bend, too. Yeah, no. Gila Bend is automatic. Maybe, maybe 40 years ago is better. <laughs> what would you rather do? Would you rather uh, take dumps and showers and have somebody wash your ass or live in Gila Bend? I'd take dumps and I'd showers, take dumps and 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 showers all day long. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that shower seat. <laughs> You don't have some lady, and that's the other thing. It's like your mom is all of a sudden saying, well, I'll go to Florida. Your dad's in good hands. That basically means that this lady's washing his ass. Is she living at the house? No, she doesn't live at the house. Well, how they often just come is she there? Because they live in a retirement oh, community. Oh, that's right. They're in a facility. So she can just come over there every day. Whenever he takes dumps in, in the, the shower. Morning. She does that push down with the paper towel in her hand. <laughs> get the last of it in the drain. I bet you they don't even have... Well, they have to have something on there. His foot will get stuck. It's probably shower time right now. Oh, he's probably oh, in give there. him a call. He's probably in there right now. Uh, uh, Uh-oh. Is he calling? Is he listening? Yeah. Call <laughs> Tor. We'll make his phone do it. Anyway. Yeah, that's not... you got to get some questions. You're going to go back into a uh, world of... Uh, you're going back there next week to see Pops, right? Yeah, I'm going to let Kirby yeah. uh, take over. Uh 
Kirby's, <laughs> yeah, Kirby's killed. killed. I mean, shoes thinks she's killed. It's, she's gone through a lot of shoes. Does she still have the ones I gave her, or did she grow out of those? We've gotten round two on those. We had to get a bigger pair. We just re-upped them. Yep. Jesus. That's wow. amazing. Not a bigger pair. The she's same. Excited. She oh, liked those. Oh, she already blew out of the oh, one. Okay. We reordered them. Wow. Gotcha. Okay. I thought she had it. Toes started to blow up. Remember that was the day you guilted me on StockX. Oh, that's right, because a real father would pay for those shoes because Kirby wanted them. Oh, you made him go on StockX. He was going to do it anyway. Guilted you. It's not my fault you hit buy now. Cruel man. (laughs) That's you. You're going to go back home and you're going to take a look at that shower and you're just going to shake your head and go, crud. He's right. Your dad's not washing his ass very good. I got out of one changing one. Get him a nice plunger. He had a surgery, though. Yeah. It was temporary. My brother, he's great at it. Your brother it. wiped your dad's much ass. Better at, no, I don't think he had to do it. Just help change. I'm getting my dad a bidet. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I, my dad and I have a deal. That's a pillow to the face. Or a power washer. That's it. Or a power Get washer. Get out in the garage. Oh, I'll torp with see that guy? Yeah. I'm not oh. touching that. Jim Brewer did it. Oh, yeah. Washed I know. Dad's oh, yeah. Well, he, watched, yeah, he also watched his dad across the street filling up the pants on the way. I'm not touching them, Brett. <laughs> Me neither. My dad, I've been in, my dad used to take dumps with the door open. Ugh. I don't know why. And he's like, oh, just in case somebody comes in. Like, he always was worried like an attacker was going to come in the house and like quietly kill the entire family and then get him on the toilet. Has he got a Glock sitting next to him on the toilet? <laughs> he would have. He would have if it wasn't, he, he would have shot one of us. But that's when he and Marcy would have family time too. They, uh, my mom would sit outside decision. the door and talk. She'd sit like, what should we do about John's baiting? No, they, they, they didn't ever have a solution to that. <laughs> she would sit like, you know, um, with her knees, kind of like hugging her own knees, sitting on the thing outside the, the bathroom door, uh, chatting. And then I had my friend Darren told me, he goes, oh, yeah, we do that. I take my whole family will be uh, and they'll, they'll have like a family sit down while Darren takes dumps. It's the weirdest thing. I, my dad used to take dumps with the door. You'd walk by, and the door would open, and then like close a little bit. Like he'd swing it open. See, I'm like, well, who do you think is in here? I don't know. You never know who's coming by. Well, then shut and lock the door. Well, I don't, I don't get trapped in here. I'm like, you can't get off the toilet. It's that big a deal. What's going on in there? My legs are asleep. <laughs> Nothing but, better than when you walk in on. Uh... Not not going to the bathroom, but you walk in on your wife or girlfriend. You saw them thirty seconds previous. Yeah. But you come around the corner in the bedroom. Ah, killer's here already. Oh, yeah, no, that's it's there. They always assume that there's a terrible person that has quietly murdered the other people in the house and then they're coming for you. That's terrifying. Holmberg's a murderer. He's killed Woody. He's killed <laughs> oh, Mo. Yeah. He's oh, killed that's Ian. <laughs> that's right. This show has killed everything. We just can't keep like the life support on KDKB is unreal. Whatever doctors they have over there, it's like Magic's HIV diagnosis. They, they just keep getting better. Radio stem cells. Yeah, they're amazing. We've killed a lot of morning shows. That's a fact. But yeah, my dad just dumped the door open. And the smells just through the whole house. He could kill the whole house. And so if he, on some sort of a, a sick bed, starts to deuce all over himself, uh-uh, I'm not waffle stomping. I'll do like you did in power wash yeah. it once. The day you see your dad's butthole is the day it should end. That should be the last time. That's it. A father-son relationship ends at butthole sightings. Could happen this weekend. You might see your dad's butthole. Then say goodbye. And do what what's this right. weekend's and all about. Yeah, yeah, but you've had like nine goodbyes. I know. If there's a butthole sighting, that's the last of it. <laughs> that's, then you shouldn't want to see him anymore. You've seen everything. Like going to the Grand Canyon, getting to the bottom, and coming back up to the top. It's like there's no reason to do this again. 
seen your butthole. We've got help for that. I've seen your butthole. It's... I'll be making a phone call first before. To kill him? Need so-and-so to come over here. My dad needs help. Shaquid? Yeah. She'll come by. So you'd let him sit in his own filth while Shaquid... Uh... Look, she'd be over in less than two minutes. Yeah. You hope. If not, then I'll, I'll get in there. Oh. Why? You think he's proud of that? You think he wants that? He wants you no, to kill him. No, but would he do it for me? He wants you to kill him. What you? What would you Mine want? wouldn't. My, mine wouldn't either. My dad, my dad would lay he there. He wouldn't? No way. No. Same. He may get the power washer out. That guy yeah. works with grease Maybe. all his yeah, life. My dad. Uh, but Italian. Italian. Yeah. <laughs> right. Ass grease is different. Right. My dad would get me out of the room. He'd shoo me out of there. He would not want me to do it. I guarantee you, Dan would not say, come clean me. He would get me out of that room. I don't want you to see me like this. That's I can hear it already. There's no possible way my dad would, would squirt it out and then go, help me out with this, would you? Like, absolutely not. Because I think he also knows I'd look at him and go, no. You're going to lay in that. And uh, I'm going to take off. I got <laughs> I got to go. No, you went already. But, yeah, so good luck with your time there, Brady. But I guarantee your dad's waffle stomping daily. Twice a day. You look at it the other way as far as uh, if you raise the kid. You know, like yeah. Kirby and I are 100, 100 plus to zero right now. Right, and that's the way it's I supposed raised to be. Her, so that's the correct way. You're not doing it later. You're not doing it anymore, right? No. Yeah, and now it would be weird. A baby, a helpless baby, you're supposed to do it for. And a grown adult, uh, you hire people. to do a helpless baby. You, no, no, you, and that's right, and that's when it's time to go. Because a helpless baby is going to get better. Uh, a helpless adult is not. No way. I don't have it in me. More power to the people that can watch their dad waffle stomp and then go in there and spit clean that thing. Eee, Jesus, you're lucky, Toledo. You never have to wash your dad's ass. Yep. <laughs> and they're tied probably 0-0 on how many times they've washed each other. <laughs> yeah, they've got, oh, they've got a no-hitter going. <laughs> they got a no-hitter on both ends. Never seen my boy's butthole. He's never seen mine, and that's the way I'm going to keep it. Yeah, that's, yeah so anyway, well, good got luck. got two other boys to get a wash his ass. Brady calls up. Oh, no, he's got a great setup in the shower. He's got a recliner, and he's, he's taking dumps in the shower. He's not washing himself. Dinner with a brand new plunger. Think about it. Try to put your pants on and say, oh, this is impossible, and then imagine, but I can still clean my body properly. He can't. He can sit in the chair and, sh- and wash himself, and he's not getting down in there. That thing's filthy. Go in and just smell the drain of his shower. And you see those old people showers at those facilities. The drains are like the size of, like a watermelon could get down in there. Because they don't have like regular people house drains because they're taking humongous and they're dumping like everything in. It's true, Brett. If taking the grade out of it, it's just a hole. <laughs> El Chapo's going to come yeah. crawling out of you it. See, well, this is my new shower, Brady. It's a, You see, it's a garden hose. Wide a, stance. A five-gallon bucket and a lawn chair with a hole in it. <laughs> anyway, what a lovely conversation you started with today. Thanks a lot, Cain Velasquez. Uh, let's get a uh, wake-up song. What do you got on the big board of musical treats over there? Wake-up song brought to you by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. Hitting the trails, hitting the slopes. They got everything you need. Check them out, actionrideshop.com, as well as on all the social medias. So Also, uh, hooking you up for you going back to Chicago. Yeah, going back next family week. stuff. Yeah, how to and... pick up a jacket because <laughs> no cap winter clothes. Yeah. I live in Arizona, for God's sake. You're out at Action Ride Shop going, i got to get dressed and ready yeah. for 30 degrees yep. next week. You were talking about Chicago, and you yeah. said, ah, oh, you know, because we've been hearing from friends. You got your one buddy, Mike. Yeah. 
talking about how the miserable. crime is yeah. miserable and everything. And so I have a niece there, and I'm like, I finally, I just text her this morning saying, yeah. "You like? Uh, do you like living in Chicago? You've yeah. been there for three years now." Here's the report: lots of crime, yes. <laughs> Carjackings are at an all-time high. <laughs> However, it's still a great place to live. Sure nice city. Yeah. The people are approachable. Lots of Midwest transplants. The weather's brutal. Yeah, your whole family. Lots of Midwest transplants. Just, they live in the Midwest. Your whole, your whole family has been raised to see the best in everything. You don't start a sentence with, sure, crime, well, carjacking's all-time high, but what a wonderful group of people I'm surrounded and by. She's going to nurse knee yeah. deep in the COVID the yeah. past couple years. Yeah, she's been high. It's amazing. Yeah, and that, and they haven't been allowed to go outside to eat for almost 24 months, so. It could be worse. Yeah, in Ukraine, maybe, yeah, but right, that, yeah, that doesn't yeah. get much worse. Yeah. <laughs> Kiev has some property that I would actually get because it's cheaper than Chicago, and I won't get murdered there. She did send blue and yellow. The text no, was in blue God, and yellow. At least she's thinking <laughs> power to the peeps. So on, on the list, we were talking about the uh, tweakers earlier, so we got Slaughter up all night. Uh, Huey Lewis, uh, I want a new drug. Uh, talking head psycho killer for the broad who uh, had the bucket, uh, the head in the bucket. Oh, yeah. Uh, dope down, Megadeth, Drowning Pool. Hollywood Undead, Prodigy, Rob Zombie. Joe Walsh for a Torp Waffle Stomp. Waffle Stomp. That's it. It's happening. We've got to get the Waffle Stomp in there. The oh, it's stomp great stuff. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, Waffle oh, Stomp. Yeah, okay. You'll know it when you hear it. Joe Walf- Walsh Waffle Stomp for Brady and what he's going to witness next week when you've got to get your toes involved for the big pieces. <laughs> should bring Kirby back for that. She'll, she'll, stomp, it, she'll oh. stomp it right down. Absolutely. Daddy, I got this. Squish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nathan Sutherland took issue with our talk. He goes, hey, 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 hold on. I never killed anyone. If anything, I'm the opposite of killers. I bring life to the planet. Oh. Tell that texter to keep uh, my name out of his mouth or I'll put his ass to sleep. Yours in Christ, Nathan, Christian rapper. <laughs> Yours in Christ. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, you're going to have a good trip. John, you know how you and Brett always high-five each other about not having kids? Yeah. Dick's in the corner now yeah. high-fiving himself, but I've <laughs> never seen his dad. No dad. <laughs> yeah. Happiest day of his life. Bastard from a basket! He said I don't have to wash any asses. There's more of the best of Homer's morning sickness. We can all hope. Anyway, uh, it's we were just talking about time, and that's the reason I bring that up. This ACDC song. I looked at the things. It's a 41-year-old song. And I always, I always wonder, were things in 1981 viable if you played them if they were recorded in 1940? you got to remember, The Wizard of Oz was 1939. That was an old movie by the time 1981 rolled around. 1981 comes by 40. So technology advanced so much from 1940 to 1981, it went from the ink spots all the way to ACDC. But now, ACDC stands up today. So is that a... Uh, disparaging comment on the advancement of rock music or is that timely well maybe in the instance of certain groups like the ink spots as far as hoarding up what, <laughs> red rubber ball we correct that what, red rubber what ball. doesn't help is the recording <laughs> ability too well that's what i'm saying if you redo does. that but if you redid acdc and said this song from 1981 has some recording issues but if we redo it and touch it up, would it stand up? It might, because no. there's certain songs, uh, well, you look at Red Wizard Rubber of Oz, Ball. 1939. But, but they didn't touch it, because it's classic. That I way, know, but, but some of the music off of there. 
somewhere over the rainbow. But my point is, would it be a hit song? Would Somewhere Over the Rainbow be a hit song if you just heard it for the first time in 1981? That could be. You never know with some of that crap that we've heard lately. It's true. (laughs) Well, I I mean, get me a fishing Yeah. (laughs) Show me your fish. (laughs) And is that a hit? No. But (laughs) you never know. It's still a song. Idiots out there. I just always, I marvel at that kind of stuff. I always take the time gap between when a song came out and today and then subtract it from when it came out. And it's extraordinary how much music has grown. I mean, just absolutely extraordinary to sit and think that in 1940, which is the same time gap between ACDC's For Those About to Rock and and when it came out 40 years prior and then 40 years after, that 80-year time span that that lays right in the middle of, the growth of all music is insane. And I have to wonder if it was... uh, as but, people's ears got used to hearing recorded music and everything, the radio coming at you with that and everything else, or did it stall out? And that's a, it's an interesting debate to think, okay, we, we created just enough of this. We can write this music, but stuff that was in 1981 holds up today, where stuff in 1940 wouldn't hold up in the 80s or 70s for that matter. It's I think, crazy. I think society's changed a lot from 40 to 81, Tons. and 81 to now hasn't and evolved I say, as much. Yeah. I would say them. growth. Hasn't evolved. I, I would yeah. say the evolving more than um, growth. Because if you look at, you know, some people would say, like if you took, for example, the ink spots. Yeah. <laughs> what's involved. <laughs> that was more of the early 30s, late 20s. But right. Still. But any one of that, that you know, you, you have to have instruments involved, the vocals and everything. And so they would look at it and say, well, ACDC's guitar. But, you know, the older generation would argue about vocal vocalization on sure. that. That's not... Sing. But whether they argue it or not, the debate isn't whether certain generations liked it or not. It's It holds up. That song we just played is 41 years old. And if you played it today for the very first time, you'd be like, it's one of the best rock songs I've heard. And I kind of think it's damning to the genre to say that a 41-year-old song holds up today as well as that would. It doesn't have is any that date on it. us, though? No. That is a great rock song. And that whole Black album that came out two years earlier than that pretty much holds up to today's standards. So I'm just, I'm throwing it out there. Is it I, bad advancement or is it that good that it holds up that long? I think it's a little both. I like to think it's a little bit of both. I think yeah. you can find both, but I, I, I have to wonder if we kind of ran out of gas. Rap or, mu- or rap or music, where does it go? Rap music's going through the same exact thing. Rap music is in its 40s, 50s. If you go back to its infancy, when nobody cared about it except for certain groups yeah. in the late 70s when it was around. It was around before that a little bit, but not much. It was more of a, a street game than it was anything else, and it became music. And it's, it's there run, seems it, to be like it hit a peak and ran its course, because right now, to any rap fan, you drop gin and juice today, brand new to everybody, it's revolutionary again. Look at the it's Super brand Bowl. New again. You're like, yeah, you look at the Super Bowl. And that's not just because the generation likes it. Everybody likes it. Although there was some... There's definitely some feedback on that that some people just didn't get. Yeah. Well, screw, again, you're yeah. always going to have a group of people that don't like something. Can't but there's, but I'm with there's no it. doubt it, that society grabs hold and says this is part of this, you know, uh, you know, quilt of time. Yeah, and it can advance forward. I think I, I think we've I personally think we've stalled out. I mean, look at that. Look at that show. I mean, when we were watching it, when we were watching it up there. They were dancing in the aisles. Yeah. There was more at, excitement for the halftime show yeah. than the Super Bowl. At the bar we were yeah. at, people got yeah. out of their seats. And young and old, yeah. Jeff, that Jeff guy that's with us, he's in his late 20s, yeah. early 30s, max. Yeah. Knew every word, was losing his mind. I also argued with, with a friend of mine about this the other day. It's like, you know, because we talk about time and all those things. And I said, Zeppelin doesn't hold up. 
Zeppelin sounds dated. Uh-oh, you're going to... I know. You're going to piss some people off. And it off. does. You can remake Zeppelin songs to modernize. But Zeppelin sounds like a time period to me. Like, if you moved Zeppelin, I'd be like, ooh. this, And maybe that's just because they're so synonymous with There's it. a handful of songs. Stairway to Heaven okay. sounds like a 1970s song. That can be dated. Which is why Greta Van Fleet, to Cashmere. a lot of people are like, man. Cash, they've got no doubt their songs are great. Yeah, there's a couple would they that would hold, hold up today if they were released as is? And I don't think they would. I think they'd kind of come and go. I don't think that uh, I don't think their songs would be. I think, and I think the the listening audience, like we hear it all the time, dismisses everything. I don't know if that was true back in the seventies and stuff, but every time something new comes out now, all we hear is how crappy it is. And you say, "Oh, this is the new blah blah blah." Ah, it's garbage! It's garbage! Everybody, no matter how old they are, every like you've done it when we do new music, and new music is like I think everybody's fear of being the only one to like something, and that's the internet and. All that other stuff. They're so fast. I'm guilty of it. I'm, they're so fast. I think I hate this. Yeah. Like, hate is the first thing you grab with music. You don't open, you don't listen with it to be like, is this quality? Is it good? Everybody just craps on stuff until it grows on. There is a lot of crap out there, But though. that's the and, problem. And We've that's been the, fooled. But that's the thing, though. I mean, with new technology, we're talking about that. You know, new technology and everything else and easier way to get it out there. You don't need a full studio to, to make yeah. a song now, all this kind of stuff. Now everybody's just throwing whatever they yep. can at the wall. Before, it was like, hey, they got to be actually semi-good to put them out on an album. But to now figure out, anybody can yeah. do it. And we've heard it on some of these new releases. Yeah. I mean, that's how we came up with the uh, the uh, N-word, F-word game. Yeah. <laughs> because we were we running out of about. decent stuff to listen to. But you think about it, maybe there is a <laughs> cycle true. to it, like a 40-year cycle. Because there's certain uh, music, you know, there's a trend or some there's a sure. style that hits through. Because when we listen to music, we're looking for something that we've liked from the past that we've sure. grown up with, and that's why well, nostalgia eats you up, and you get that. And and there's there's an argument for the does nostalgia taste better, uh, and that's why you know old movies. That's I I honestly look at it, and from a perspective, maybe it is age, but a perspective of somebody who's seen some things and are looking. I don't think. Anybody from any group is saying, uh, oh, there's so much originality. Every, everything's borrowed. Every, uh, movies, TV, yeah. the entertainment world, like you said, anybody can do it. So yeah. the gatekeeper for what goes out to the general public is gone. It's just a flood of crap. And I think that's why everybody always goes, I hate it, is because we've been fooled so many times. And then the viral option, well, the one the- that crap doesn't count it as anything. That's, that's going to be zippity and out. But I'm saying, like, uh, you know, you get a, a, a group of people that, that say they hate something because we went through the period of buying CDs when they wouldn't sell singles anymore. Yeah, and 17 you, bucks for one song. For one song, yeah. right. And you got, you know, so I think I think the entertainment industry has jaded us all, which is why songs like that are still the standard. Yeah. It's a straight it's a strange argument. I've been in I've been in this with a friend of mine for a while and thinking back of legendary bands. There's always gonna be garbage that came out, but oh, yeah. legendary bands from the seventies and eighties hold up Metallica. Their stuff released today, brand new, is right on point with whatever's going on, which is sort of a damning smack in the face to today's music. Because forty years prior to Metallica's first song, you're not releasing a rock song and saying this holds up today. And they've been having, I mean, you know, the stuff that they've come out with, right? Most recently, dangerously trying to hit that. No, trying to recreate what they created. There, yep. and that's all bands. They get progressively yeah. less creative. They have to eventually. You know, your muse dies. But it's kind of strange when you start thinking of, is it us or is it them? Was it? Because I know for a fact, talking to older people are like, oh, that, you know, older people who like rock music watched it evolve and then kind of stop. And then it has its moments. But then the evolution is, 
uh, um, <laughs> thanks, Rich. The evolution is that uh, Marcus music. That that's is, an evolution. Yeah, because it's that's what rock has evolved into in a different way. Is, Not in all forms, but nobody likes it. Yeah. I mean, in a mass, this is what it's evolved to. For uh, to make my argument that music is not going the proper direction, I give you this. Show me your fish. I mean, country music is the perfect example. Timeless. Crap that just got worse and worse but hung on. And rap is no good. Mumble rap, nobody, you know, that's just weird. It's like the trend. Yeah. Pop music is the only one that can hold up and say, you know, it's this from this from this. And it's supposed to die. Occasionally, you'll get that song that's forever, but it always sounds like a time. This guy, uh, Texter, just hit us up. Says, pick a hit today that will stand up in 2062. That's the one thing. That's that's an argument that can't. 2062. Yeah. That's 40 years from now. Pick a song one. that's out right now that you're going to be like, that will be. And I don't know that we have that anymore. What? Coconuts. Well, coconuts. <laughs> but, but Timeless classic of, of, but will it? Will there be more Kempetri? To be out there now. Yeah, what does she, does she, she hold up for pioneer? another 30 years? No. But, Those know, cans, Mike, because they're pretty fresh. She's going to be tame compared to what's coming out. But you're right. In 2062, name a song that's out today. That came out right today? Now, that comes no, out really. this year, and you say that is going to be something that in 40... And I don't know if you'd have said that about ACDC. 40 years from now, this will still be a massive hit. It's crazy. Time is such an odd thing with music because... Well, you can't see the future. That's right. part of the problem. Well, you can't you know? watch this. No, yeah, that's true. You can't. But you also know when something just smashed. And will it last for 40 years? We don't have that anymore. We don't have the in 40 years. I, the, people always said that. Where's the Led Zeppelin of today? Where's the... Where is it? Will the guitar turn into like... Out of Van Fleet? Those old... It's, uh, it's bands that want to sound like the old like, ones. Yeah. yeah. So it's just repeating the, the past. And will certain instruments be like, uh, oh, that's a harpsichord that they played in the yeah. Renaissance and it just times out. Yeah. They didn't invent anything new. Like the electric guitar showed up in that time period where Les Paul just said, watch this. And there are people like, what's that? And then it just, it went from its infancy to what it is and kind of stuck. Because I love that ACDC record though for... Uh, in, you go back to the Black Album, you're not beating that. And I think it's it's an argument to say it's timeless. It's also an argument to say that rock music hasn't evolved much further than 1980. It's kind of, it's depressing. <laughs> well, in, in some aspects, but like we were talking... It's definitely in research mode. Yeah, well, it is definitely. We right. were even talking off the air, though. Some of that stuff, it, it's still cool music, but it doesn't hold up today, like Gary Newman, Cars... Yeah. Uh, actually, the band, the Cars, I, that great stuff. Love it. Doesn't, Doesn't hold, hold up, up today. Right. You couldn't release but that it's still today. Great. You could not release yeah. a Cars song today and no. say, "Wow, this is." But you could with ACDC. It's and ACDC I, proves it by writing the same songs today and popping them out. And you're like, it's still cool. That's yeah. still good. They're, they didn't change their form. Last fifty years, they've been doing the same songs. Not my intention to start the show with this, but yeah. I, I'm in this weird mode where I get into these discussions with a friend of mine who. We both have this philosophical time thing in our heads when we look at something and say, "You realize he's got a great mind for it." Where he's like, "That came out blah 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 thirty eight years ago," and then we do a comparison of what thirty eight year old film, TV, whatever looked like when when that was brand new. Silence of the Lambs is a 30, 31 year old movie, and that's mind blowing when you watch it. You're like, "Holy cow!" And you watch it today, and it looks a little bit like a thirty one year old movie, but thirty one years prior to that was nineteen sixty. And movies in 1960 did not look like Silence of the Lambs. And then it evolved. If you release Silence of the Lambs today, it probably wins Best Picture again. You release The Apartment with Jack Lemmon in 1960, which I think won Best Actors. No way it holds up. Not even close. When I went, uh, it was 
almost two years ago, and I started from the beginning of Sopranos. Oh, so good. It's still a, you know a great program, but there are times that you're looking at the the dated stuff sure. between the cars, the, the phones, and phones. Yeah. Well, that you can't help. That's though. visual. Yeah, that yeah. you can't help. That's that's different than like it an still auditory. Holds up. I think the show itself holds up. The story holds. Yeah. You just have to forgive the idea. The Wire is another one that has zero technology for today's time. But if you watch, it's human. Nature. It's a human element of mm-hmm. the story that will hold, that, that still resonates. But 10, 15 years from now, what? Uh-oh. Several things are timeless. Metallica, alcohol, and Toledo's dad not wanting it. <laughs> That's exactly right. Now think <laughs> of Will Toledo. The one thing we're guaranteed in 2062, oh, Toledo Jesus. will still not be talking to his father. <laughs> Things Toledo hears today are the same things he heard 40 years ago from his dad. Just silence. Crickets. <laughs> that is timeless. Toledo's dad abandoning him. That's true. We can all agree on that, right? I mean, it's a fun discussion to have about music and, and where it's going. And is it an old man discussion? Uh, but you don't think so because young people have the same. I, I can talk to people in the promo department, a couple people in their 20s that sit and say music today stinks. And I, I remember... When I was in college, the big renaissance of of uh, Elton John and all this, all the crap, the, the Aerosmith's early stuff, and all, and they were still around. But it was that I don't want to listen to this new crap. It sucks because if there's a time period of rock music that I thought was going to kill it, hair bands were going to be the time. And they actually say Pearl Jam, Nirvana, all that stuff saved it. There's only so, so many um, people, you know, that people that continue to crave new music yeah. too and that's why i love when i find something new that's good that's why i like highly suspect so much royal blood i think cleopatrick's great i'm on the full beat thing and i know that's not new but i mean you go back and you listen to all their stuff for the last 20 years it's great stuff but not we also not have in 40 years it won't be yeah, but there was a yeah. there were, you talk about grunge too and versus the hair stuff i mean yeah. we're thinking of the big ones we're thinking of you know pearl jam so nirvana you know, Alice in Chains. There was there was tons. Well, it was the same as at the hair bands. They were just flooded. signing anybody who wore flannel yeah. and was yeah. from the, the Pacific Northwest. And there's where I think you hit it on the head is that the business element That's came in industry. and attacked what's popular, flooded the market with it, yeah. and made it so it can't be timeless. They're looking for yeah. I mean, yeah. and for years you're always looking for that one hit yeah. too. For I don't remember any bands. When ACDC came out, flooding that were ACDC soundalikes. But if you have something big happen, thousands of people do the exact same thing, water it down, and it can't. Like, timelessness is being destroyed by business. And that's a very Democrat thing to say, but it is. It's the big business of money that comes in and takes art and says, we can copy that and get three or four hits out of this. But remember, what ACDC yeah. was, you know, they they uh, were grinding it for a while. I mean, they, oh, they sure. came out, and then that You Shook Me All Night Long, and, you know, that one well, album. They were smashes before that. They, they were, but that. They went well, to superstardom yeah, then, but they were definitely stars. That's the greatest rock album, maybe, of all time. Yeah. So whether they were grinding, they were still big when what that I mean came grinding, out. When I mean grinding, it wasn't like, it wasn't, they're an overnight sensation. Yeah. They had been around, they'd been working it, and they just kept, well, that was a moment. Same with Metallica's Black And they went album. through a, The people who didn't you know, know Metallica. That's singer. why Metallica fans draw that line at the Black Album, because the ones who were real fans before, they weren't a, a commercial success through the 80s. They were a genre success. Then the Black Album came out, and you're playing them on yeah. pop stations. One started pushing them there, and then the right. Black Album came out and just threw them and right out. And Sandman became an sky. MTV smash, yeah. and now the sudden they're, yeah. It's weird. Like, it's a weird kind of, like, those those... Those mixes, but I think that's it. I think through it all, you just realize business kind of stomped on music and made it so it can't flourish. You can't have timelessness because if Brett and I put a 
a band together and like, we're great. You're going to have four or five soundalikes that will have hits because they'll manufacture them. And I don't think they did that back. Uh, you know, I don't think they've been doing that since the you know 40s and 50s. You'd have bands that sound the same. The Beatles, they tried. The Beach Boys, they tried. But those two stood above it all. You know, and the Beatles had soundalikes like crazy. One of the best soundalikes ever is Badfinger. And had they not drugged out, they might have been another Beatles. Those guys were incredible, but they they died. People people kick me in the nuts for saying it, but you look at like Nickelback, huge success. Yeah. And then how many bands after that did we have that sounded just like Nickelback? Right. Default and all the other bands. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully no one, and I mean no one, tries to copy this. Take your step back, stretch your mouth. The bass. The man caught a bass. He's celebratory about it. So I think with Show Me Your Fish, we can all agree, music's not as good as it used to be. And that ain't old man talk. It's just not. And there is some great pop music and some great stuff, but it gets bashed into the earth. Sure do like that ACDC. And I'm not a huge ACDC fan, but listening to that song kind of brought me to... I see those... And the worst thing you can do to me is put a timestamp on something. I start doing the math. It's annoying. And there's always been the let's uh, let's hook into success, but I don't think it's ever been as bad as it is today, and as accepted by the general public. If there's a like you know, there's a small success on the movie screen, you're going to see Marvel movies. Batman's coming out today because the audiences continue to flock to it. It's and it may be good. But I'm t- I'm personally like all still right, on the big trend. Another comic. Batman, well, Fast and Furious yeah. for God's oh sakes! I'll take God. Batman over that any day. Yeah. At least maybe this new Batman will be good. Everybody's yeah. raving about it, but we'll see. But everybody always raves about the Marvel movies and the and the DC Batman stuff uh, right off the bat. Everybody always talks about how great every and it doesn't hold up. Forty years from now, Iron Man will not be a movie you're going to go. Oh God, go to see this. It's it's Volbeat. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Well, no, just talking about that. They won't. Yeah. There's no way they will. They're not at all going to hold up. 25 years from now, they're going to sound like Volbeat from this time, and that's it. But they do sound good. They're not even big now. They're okay. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's weird. So just recognize that you have nothing future. Uh, you know, you, you kids in your 20s, your music today is not going to last. You've got no, you've got no real foundation. And my generation doesn't either. And uh, I think the last generation that had, like, a foundation of what their sound was might be grunge to a certain degree. I think there's always a trend out there just trying to figure out. Sure. Well, trends aren't timeless. Trends are not timeless. Trends are trends for a reason, because they're going to die. John Dandar 2062 will hold up. (laughs) Dandar 2062 will still make people go, what was that? So I guess we're looking for timelessness. Uh, There is a factor of, boy, that is timeless, because it's never, ever going to be something people want. Yeah, so just uh, just wrap your head around that. And then Brady was showing me some viral video thing, and I'm like, this is the problem. Idiots get famous for doing idiot stuff. and then, The island boys. And But that's, if you look at society, if this is a philosophical discussion, you look at society, the creativity is gone. It's, can I do that dance too? The sensation stuff is, this person just did a TikTok viral video. Now everyone will do the exact same thing. That Sarah, what's her name? I forgot the comedian that was lip syncing stuff. Oh yeah, and people didn't know that her Trump is amazing. They're yeah, they're saying things like, "Oh, her Trump impression is incredible," and I'm like, "Okay, that hits home a little for me because I, you know, tried to make a little hay off of impressions here and there." She was lip syncing Trump things, and 
got a getting Netflix video and got uh, she's a terrible comedian. And people are like, she's the next big thing. And I'm like, why? Because we say so. And they pushed and pushed, and all she did was lip sync. And then you look on TikTok, and it's people lip syncing movie scenes. Well, the same ones over and over, doing the exact same moves. Yep. And I'm like, what is going on? It's it's that march in line, kind of everybody do what, I'll do my, what Big my Brother version says. will be better than anyone else's. Or, or, it'll, or it, I don't think they think that. I think it's going to be on par with everyone else, and that's the goal. Nothing unique. It's the thing we all do. It's the uniform for school. It's weird to me that you wouldn't want to create your own thing. So I got to give Logan Paul and Jake Paul a little credit for that. At least they went out and did their own thing. Because they used to do those Vine videos and things like that. Whether you found them funny or not, it's different. But they actually built something off the idea of we're going to create. And they jumped on all of that stuff early on. They hammered it. So Kim Kardashian. Showing her hooch. Well, yeah, and that's the timeless classic of I don't have any talent. Right. Look at my butthole. Watch me put things in it. And look at and it and works. Look at the success she's made out of it. It works. And she even said it years ago. She says, "I know I'm famous because I got a great big fat ass, and everybody's seen it." And I'm like, "Hey, I got to give you that. At least yeah. acknowledging acknowledging the jumping off point. But it's what you make afterwards." So I guess Brett's saying the lesson is for all you kids out there: you're probably talentless. Most people are. But in order to be famous, your butthole has to play a part. And it has to be abused, really, for us to enjoy it. I mean, Pam and Tommy, there's a the video the series ended yesterday. And you watch this whole thing and, and you're like, she wants to roll out. But it's the- all based on <laughs> one sex tape. Her career wasn't based on talent. Tommy Lee can play the hell out of the drums, but his time frame of fame was 85 to 94. He just got high fives. No, oh, that's all he did. And he banged the hottest girl in the world yep. for the time period she was the hottest girl in the world. Managed to put two babies in it and she kept it together. Baywatch is timeless. <laughs> and porn. What will come of porn in that as poor, poor wording? That definitely does not hold up. No. I mean, <laughs> you want to talk about what just 40 years from now. Oh. Think about it, because I, I used to be a Raquel Darian fan. My friend Steve, Steve Miller, not flying like an eagle Steve Miller, just an unfortunately named friend Steve Miller, had VHS tapes of porn before I knew you could do that. So he's like 22 and I was like 19. And we're in college and go back to his co- apartment. We're All I'm there for is the PlayStation. I was not an advanced young man. And he breaks out the Raquel Darian tapes. And Raquel Darian in 1989, 1991 was about as good as it got. I look at her now. She's got no ass. Like, the trends of bodies have changed. She still looks good, but the hair's huge. She's got a mask. Like, her pubic hair is a jungle. Yeah, fort, fort. And then, so you look 30 years ahead from now, what porn's going to look like today? I have no idea. I think everybody's just going to be one giant tattoo laying on another tattoo. They're going to be <laughs> hammering each other. Because if I'd have seen that 30 years ago, ooh, tattoos all over everybody, even the girls, it would have been weird. What will porn look like in 30 years? What will our appetite tolerate Fully covered. in 30 years? Because okay. I'll tell you right now, 10 years ago, watching Lana Rhodes take five at the same time would have probably turned my stomach. Now, it is oh, one of the hottest things I've ever seen in my life. So my tolerance for what I, what I watch with porn, it's growing. I mean, the boredom factor of just one guy? All right. I'm a big double penetration fella. In fact, if you can get that up to a quint, I'm in. But if it's seven, that's like, ah, this is too many dudes. I have my lines. I draw some lines. <laughs> yeah, what will Toledo's kids be uh, when they're 50? 
watching on porn. Can't imagine. And also today uh, is another great moment for humanity. As I saw on the news this morning, you talk about, like, my dad should have delivered this news. Uh, a Chinese rocket that's been out of control for nine years will hit the moon today. Originally blamed on SpaceX. Well, yes, and China's still like, it's not ours. Nobody wants to claim it's SpaceX, so it's not us. So we're saying it's China, and China's like, I don't know what it is, but it's not ours. I think it already hit. Did it hit already? Because they yeah, were saying that they don't know the... 6 a.m. Eastern. Eastern. Okay, so it has hit. Okay, good. Because the news report this morning that I heard was... Nobody expects it to be a problem. <laughs> and that's enough for me to speculate. <laughs> that's enough it's for me that nobody off. knows. Russia, COVID, First everything. off, they don't know whose or what it is. <laughs> and we're pretty sure the moon's going to be all right. Never, right. We've never seen it get hit like this before with some of our stuff. And then the one thing they were worried about, we don't think it's going to hit any of the uh, uh, landing spots or anything for, you know, American interests where Take we got, out our shrines. We got flags and like Back rovers. And, it's because it didn't happen. Yeah, that's, that's right, why. man. We don't have to worry about getting there. Nobody's ever there, bro. So it's smashing into the moon if it's already happened or not. But uh, we don't expect it to be a problem. And China's like, it's not our problem. You guys keep trying to blame us for everything. It's not our rocket. But we have footage of that rocket that we think it is nine years ago. Uh, whirly burden it's away it was bad from jump and it just shot itself into space it hasn't hit anything else which is amazing and now it's going to hit the moon so we'll see if the if you know if there's a tsunami or something today maybe the moon got jarred a little where did that come from right <laughs> could be that uh indiscriminate uh rocket that just you know nobody wants to claim spacex do they have rockets they've just shot at the moon I and mean, we've crashed things into the moon plenty of times that's how china used to go China used to bounce China, them off China the moon. never used to. They didn't what? send any people. They wanted to see that they could get there, and they would crash things into the moon to show that they could get there. They just know how to land it. They were like uh, Simone Biles of uh, space. They had the twisties. They could do the trick, but they couldn't land it. But, yeah, so that, that mashed into the moon this morning. So if you notice that your body feels a little off or there's a wolf howling in your backyard, that's probably why. Because <laughs> I can't imagine. Like, when the sun has a flare, we have issues. The definition, so, John, is, uh, scientists think it's the first time we've ever landed something on the moon by mistake. <laughs> they think that? We're yeah. not sure. Where'd we put the keys? Well, I think I landed those on the moon accidentally. There's a rocket headed directly towards your moon. It could affect your gravitational pull. But it also might not. Who cares? We don't expect it to be a problem. Questions? What does that mean? It's the old Rumsfeld... Uh, when terrorism was on everybody's mind and he did that press conference that says, uh, our intelligence tells us that there's going to be a horrible attack. We don't know when. We don't know who. And we don't know how. So, Liam so why did you tell us this? Just shut up. It's like the military saying, we had a rocket land on a building today. <laughs> right. It's the first time we've accidentally landed a rocket on a house. Sorry about that, uh, Johnson family and Topeka. We'll, we'll try harder not to do that again. But there you go. So the moon is effective. Everybody's going to wobble around today and feel a little bit drunk. I don't think we should be crashing stuff into the moon. I think we should treat the moon pretty nice. I think that's the thing we're like. If we're going to do anything, let's... Like <laughs> throwing darts. Yeah. Say, oh, I hit the moon. We shouldn't do that. We should probably... We don't know what the moon's capabilities. It's been peppered by some asteroids, but who knows? They said it's a, a big enough crater in the moon from this rocket to park 29 tractor trailers. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's a big hit. 
But again, I don't expect too many troubles. Too many problems. It's fine. It's fine. Could be you, worse. And then you think if that rocket, and what was it, like 1,500 miles an hour or something like that? And they said if it were to hit a city at that speed, it's, it's over. Like I said, I think it's like Houston and like cities, Phoenix size, Philadelphia, Phoenix, it would just obliterate at that speed. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. And those things are great. out there. Well, the good thing is we've got an atmosphere that would burn it up, but let's just say one goes goofy off of off of the launch pad and starts heading towards a, there's a rocket headed directly towards Gilbert. Well, that's not so bad. It's Gilbert. It's ours. Get rid of Gilbert. <laughs> we don't think it'll be a problem. We're going to have to ask the ladies of Gilbert to put their wine down. For five seconds. I know. Please. Um, ladies. We're not doing it. All right. You're going to get hit by a rocket. Another mistake landing? Yeah. We've accidentally... This is the first time we know of that there's a rocket that has landed on Gilbert accidentally. All the others have been on purpose. Yeah. So, I don't know what Get to under think. the water tower for protection. That's right. Always protect yourself under the water tower. Because <laughs> Gilbert is... Look, you're in Gilbert. You're... you're Probably depressed. More than likely that you live in Gilbert. I'm sorry, Brady. I'm right. Am I wrong? Am I? Right? You live there. We all were there. It's a lovely community, but you want everyone wants out. Everyone wants freedom. It's it's family prison, is what Gilbert is. It's a lovely community, but you admit it. You had more fun outside of Gilbert than you have in Gilbert, and you'd love to escape someday. And once Kirby turns 18, you're going to get some kick-ass condo downtown. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're going to be like a bullet ricocheting off a rock. My friend Mark moved out of Gilbert, and it's like I got my friend back. I guess I just missed my friend. He was Gilbert for years and intolerable. And when his Gilbert friends come over, I always I throw my hands up. Do you see what I'm talking about? These people have been in prison. They don't act like normal people anymore at all. When they get out amongst the normals, they scream and yell like it's a college party. They don't understand what it's like to not be at a family event. Or Postinos. Got me kicked out of the swizzle because of Gilbert's. They got a postinos there. That's what I'm saying. That's why we put it there. You stay away from ours. You guys do your family postinos. Put everything in Gilbert to keep you guys in it. We don't want you out. You don't behave normally outside of it. So so what you're saying is build that wall. Build that that wall. wall. Yes. (laughs) Keep Gilbert in Gilbert. (laughs) It's a lovely place. It needs to stay there. Because when I see them leaving, I tell you, when I got into the Swizzle Inn with those two Gilbertsons and they didn't have their kids... It was like, it was a conjugal visit for a prison leave. Uh, this dude, you got 48 hours, you're free for 48 hours. And they were nuts. And not in a fun way. They were trashing the town. And I'm like, you guys need to take this back to your burg where all the others are like you and you all understand you're equally yoked. We're normal people. We don't go to places where there's Cheerios on the floor of the bar. We're free from our children. Oh, God. Gilbertson's free from their kids. It's the worst nightmare in the world. They don't know how to behave. And they show up at our regular people bars and lose their minds. Screaming, doing spiced rum like they're 19 again. Looney Tunes. Keggers, man. So you get your you get your undertow and you get all your Gilbert stuff. The rocket hit it. Nobody'd care. Like, whew, there's a bunch of less people that are gonna be heading out to Century Grand to sit in my train. Turn it into another restaurant. Yeah, the only people that would mind if Gilbert got hit by a rocket are Ernest and Julio Gallo. Because <laughs> <laughs> a whole bunch of those depressed housewives would, would that would knock it. Label would knock it. it stiff. You know who else would? Uh, you know who else would suffer? Um, 
the manufacturers of uh, doormats that say it's wine 30 or something <laughs> still that's the only place those exist is in apartment complexes when Family they hang hour it somewhere it's those those are the ones those are the doormats are clever people in gilbert have Brady, you got to get out of there you're too good for this we got to move you out of gilbert asap because you start turning into your parents it's it's the commercials commercial yeah. you start watching programs we've noticed brady saying that the ladies are drinking wine at three thirty to seven. Deli department was slicing the meat. <laughs> you're you're, spot you're on happy yesterday. with the deli guy. You're entertained by some pretty basic stuff because you've had your human sucked out of you, and now you're just nothing but a dad. <laughs> you got to be people still. You got to be an individual. What's that one that says? Uh, Grapes were made for stomping. I went to somebody's house, and that was on their doormat. Wipe your feet, and grapes are made for stomping. And I'm like, oh, this is an uncreative household. We're going into a nightmare here. We'll stay for five minutes. Yes, we will. Sure enough, you go in there, gaggle the children on one side in a bounce house, bunch of drunk housewives holding red wine, and guys going, I take the 202, and it takes me about six minutes. <laughs> right to the 202. That's a party. Well, you know what I can't stand? My goddamn Bell Vista's under construction. Got to go all the way around and get back onto the 60. I take the 202 around now and I take it up through my... So are you guys talking about routes to work still? Who else is in crypto? Yeah, anybody else is in crypto? Just got some Shiba Inu. <laughs> oh, my God. They've had their life forces sucked out of them. And then some little eight-year-old will scream at the top of her lungs. I, I Brady, we should pray that a rocket goes rogue from China and smashes into Gilbert. Aims right at that it'll tower. It'll be protected because it'll bounce off every one of those bounce houses. No, there's a lot of bounce houses. That is the best part of Gilbert is that a good gust of wind and you lose about 30% of the population. Oh, look, the balloons <laughs> are up again. Because it looks like nope. a balloon fiesta every time there's a haboob. Just kids floating around in bounce houses for about 35 feet. But, uh, yeah, so be careful out there. The rocket hit the moon this morning. We don't know what's coming. We have no idea. It's going to affect fishing. For sure. Oh, no. <laughs> what? Run, bro. Oh, what are you no. talking about? Fish are always affected by the tides. I'd be able to and... catch a lunker bass today. Hey, look, you could always... Catfishing? I'm telling you right now, catfishing was always about full moon. And then what'd you do after you catch it, Brett? Nothing. <laughs> Come on, you know. No. You put your thumb in it. No. Yeah, you put your thumb in it. And then you do what? You take a step back and you stretch it out. Show me your stupid music for stupid people. I agree. I've been saying it for years. It's the worst. I've been saying it for years. It's uh, that, Talk about having the life force sucked out of you. You're a country music fan. Oh. That That's going to be the name on the back of your bass tracker, Brett. I don't Show, know. Me, Show your me your fish. fish. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee if that song took off from old Clayton Anderson going out there in his ranger, getting himself a largemouth, telling you how to pose with it afterwards, give it a kiss. Show me your this is a song for humans. I wish Adults. that rocket would hit his house. Oh, yeah. Well, that'd be nice. We should pray to Brady's God that a rocket smashes into Clayton's house. Or boat. <laughs> there, yeah, there you go. Wreck his boat. Well, I still, I just tie a string to a stick. Make myself fisherman any way I can. I don't need no ugly stick. <laughs> Show me your face. It's still funny. I got about a thousand emails yesterday about that. Thanks for making me dumber today. I'm like, I told you, country music does. <laughs> it's not me. Blame country music. 
Stick your thumb in its mouth. Take a step back and square mouth. Tell you how to pose with your with your win, your trophy. Idiots. Check out all their gear online at actionrideshop.com or on social hashtag actionrideshop. So then I get this on top of it all. In Portland, and talk about, you know, we just gave Izzy, what, a couple months before the heat comes yeah. down? There's a sports bar opening in Portland this spring, and they're real proud. The guy uh, who started it, he's like, I'm changing the game. Uh, he's changing the game because he basically is uh, a girl. It's Jenny. Her name's Jenny. She's starting a place called the Sports Bra, and they refuse to play any men's sports, all women's sports, all the time. That'll last. That's all. Who is her business mentor that said, yeah, pour your money into that? She's like, people will come in and it'll look like a regular sports bar. And they'll just think, wow, this is going to be great and be comfortable. Then when they realize the TVs are all playing women's sports, the flags on the wall are women's teams, WNBA, uh, the Storm, uh, or the Thorns. I guess the Portland Thorns, a girls soccer team or something. Uh, but the witty name isn't a play on words. It's a... Uh, generating fandom for women's sports it's going to be tennis um we'll have gymnastics we'll have a yeah because nobody nobody is getting enough women's gymnastics that is true i'll tell you what if you opened up a girls gymnastics bar college gymnastics i remember going to a sports bar once when kobe's funeral was on and they had college gymnastics going and me and my friend uh actually we saw yesterday doug were sitting in there because we had a client meeting we had to go out and we're we're drinking beers and kobe's funeral's on and there's a bunch of people like really into that on the big screen but the tv we were watching was ucla and pac-12 women's gymnastics and those college gymnastics girls aren't like the olympic ones they've developed like they that's why they're not olympians is they've got asses and boobs and they 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 developed and Doug and I are like, oh, God, yeah, at Kobe's funeral. We're like, what's wrong with you guys? And the little TV <laughs> is just sweet ass after sweet ass. That is a bar I would maybe attend once or twice. If they're doing women's, uh, you know, beach volleyball, I'll show right. up. I'm there. That's, Pole vaulting, too. I'm in. Uh, yes. Sports, uh, women's sports bar has to be sexualized or we're not interested. 100%. And I they're going to have that, to yeah. send their own cameras out there to get coverage. Otherwise, yeah, on some think, of that yeah, stuff, because yeah. I don't even think they, they put it on TV. It uh, otherwise, I'm pretty sure she just opened a lesbian bar. I'm pre- without her knowing, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she just said, "Whoops, I opened a lesbian bar." And if that's your end goal, go get them. But softball attorneys, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, come on. What are you going to watch? That's great. So I got that. I got all the Notre Dame has six points in the first, and I'm like, "Gara, right, everyone lay off." The ladies are trying. Not Notre Dame so much, but the ladies are trying to play sports, and it's adorable. And let's keep it that. I, I, even I, just as a joke, the four of us would go like Texas Grill, like we'd go into the lady sports bar as kind of a gag. Like, all right, one time we'll go and see what they've got. We'll order the clams, and we'll have you know, we'll goof around with some. Clams. Could get loud, yeah, and you know, tons of like uh, ketchup. So I want some of that twenty-eight day old ketchup if you got that. What does that mean? You know what it means, lady. Now bring it in here. I want to squeeze it out of a cotton thing. I want to just wring it out my ketchup. And just have jokes uh, galore and then get kicked out of the lady sports bar because nothing better than being kicked out of a place you don't intend on going back to anyway because the words on your way out are usually epic. So I just want to thank the listeners for keeping me up to date on girl sports all weekend because I didn't, I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> 45 to 6 at one point. I didn't catch it. Did you say the name of the place today? Sports bra. Oh, that's right. Sports the sports bra. bra. Not bar. You see, you flipped the. It's right. Clever, Brady. Ah. Yeah. It's sports bar. Like, yeah, you're just getting it. Or they're smarter than you. Bra. They turn the A and the R and that's backwards with so a sports bra. And you go inside and you're like, what the f is this? Where's the football game? We're watching women's tennis today. 
Sports bar. It's the sports bra. Okay, but turn it to the Niners and Vikings, right? You're going to have that on it. No, no, no. Only women's sports. I got to tell you later, you're going to go the f- out of business real fast. This ain't going to work out. So what do you give that? Like one spring? Well, they want to open um, probably in July when Wimbledon starts. Is that wanna... really a target date? That's going to draw or the people? Or the U.S. Open. Well, you know, for big... Uh, TV because people run out to bars to watch <laughs> tennis. I mean, I'm they just can't, trying to think yeah. of other events that would. There's none. March Madness. March Madness. Girls March Madness might be the only one. Is that a picture of it? Yeah. Is that her? I guess. Oh, so. Yeah, that's a lesbian bar. I didn't even see yeah. a picture. Of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's crazy. There she's, she is. Yeah, she's out of her mind. She's out of her mind. That hurts money laundering. Or there's. Or I mean, yep, you know what? Leave it to the Italian to call it like it is. <laughs> if it lasts longer than eight months. It's a oh, shadow yeah. operation. Oh, 100%. You're 100% right. You're absolutely true. Did they already scissor that's the uh, ribbon for the grand opening? <laughs> yeah, that's a good I don't know if they've been scissoring yet. Scissor it open, girls. The sports bra. What's on TV today? Louisville and Notre Dame. It's 45 to 6. Oh, God. In basketball? Brittany, that means that you, me with two new hips and a broken leg, Brett and Toledo... We're only down six points to Notre Dame yesterday with two minutes left in the first half, and we hadn't even tried playing yet. We could have just shown up. We could have put up six points. We could. We would have put up six points. Yeah. We, we, we would have for sure with our elderly bodies and broken bones and everything else. That's I mean, I've been gassed after the second fast break. <laughs> you might have been gassed. It would have been fine. I'm kind of in a jog walk situation with my current surgery, but I can move. I would. I would have definitely... I'd have hit at least two threes. I'll guarantee it. Guarantee it. I this is I, I hit two threes against the Harlem Globetrotters in a game once, so everybody can be quiet. I was I had AC Green guarding me. Now he was elderly and broken down, but it's AC Green. And I'd popped a three over him and I thought I can hit threes over AC. I hit another one later. Yeah. It was kind of a, a kind of a launch just dream. Bombing threes. Just that's six points. I had six points against the Globetrotters. Okay. Enough said. You're not a team. You're not a sport. We're, we are. Title Nine. That doesn't matter anymore. Oh, it does. The sports bra. So Brady says, target Wimbledon's girl matches for the big sports bar parties. <laughs> they get funnier and funnier the more they try to be us. Title Nine tap. Yeah. What was wrong with being like a woman? I remember when it was like hot to be sexy and. That was where you got your attention, and then I, I miss those days. I do too. Like I, I, I would, I'd love to trade that out. Like I would absolutely love to trade that out. Like if women are like, well, all you have to do is stand there and look good. I'm like, okay, and I will sexualize you. I'm like, that's this sounds amazing. That's my job now. Yep, that's it. Okay, they fought that. You know who fought it? The ugly ones. The ugly ones got mad about that. The pretty ones are out there modeling, and the ugly ones even got mad at them. This we play- have to have more sustenance. No, you don't. You just look good. Just try harder and look good. That's your job. That's it. And we'll make it easy for you. Meh. Doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand. That, that. place will be packed. The sports bra? Yeah. Maybe in Portland and just Seattle. Just because it's like, hey, we got a sports bra. No. The lesbians, you mean? Yeah, we got oh, a yeah, sports bra. But it has nothing to we do with... Just say, it has nothing to do with watching the sports. the sports. Yeah, you could put anything on TV. They won't care. And I guarantee you those lesbians will start pushing. And you're going to see some NBA action on those TVs. Well, that and I think what would be... Probably pretty 
exciting as some of the fights that might break out. Inside the lesbian bar? Yeah. You don't hear about a, uh, that a lot, but I bet you there is a lot of... There's got to be some rivalries yeah. going in there. Some cooch grabbing stuff, things like that. Who knows? I was at the Suns game yesterday, and I don't know lesbian fights. I'd like to see that sometime. They don't, they don't tend to break out into those things. There are lesbians that love the NBA. They're there. A lot of they don't even like the WNBA. But they are going to. You know, they've got taste. So it's not all lesbians have to like it. They probably go to a few games just to be like, all right, I'm on the team. But nobody wants to see that. Now, enjoy this morning's Vacation Brady Report. By the way, somebody said, uh, I know why Brett's not suing the Shelby Manufacturing Company for falling down. Uh, they noticed that giant puddle of Italian grease that got slipped in that oh. threw him in the earth in the first place. <laughs> Yeah, you shouldn't have had your Clearly, this was a here. setup. <laughs> that weird pause when Brett came in this morning in a sling, too. We all just looked like, ah, ah, that's real. Like, what happened? <laughs> Only one sling at a time, man. That would have been a, a Bradio video for sure if someone was filming that. Oh, my God. They, oh, have, the, our reaction they have to have security. <laughs> Thank Christ they weren't. They gotta have it. Oh, it's on film. Oh, it's I'm good. sure it's somewhere. You've fallen down. They actually probably burned that video now. That's what we're going to see. Was there a lot of whoa, 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 like noise? No, 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 no. It was just, just no. Yep. Or did a slab of meat hit that? It, that's what now, it sounded you like. You think in your head you were boosted probably six, seven feet in the air, but it was probably a foot and a half off the ground before you, you took your... Well, let me see. He's like 5'10". And he so spun. He probably, yeah. He, he, I think he lost... Feet went out from under yeah. sideways. At least you didn't head but did he and, do I was, that? and I was up, up, so there's nothing to grab onto. Interlaced so I just fingers. Yeah, that's what he did. And he did the boost. Yeah, and I think one of the fingers gave out or something, and then it just wow. lost me. It's not like you're Thanks, he- Craig. Heavy. No. Yeah, he just he's just a weakling. I guess so. <laughs> he tried to kill Bert. <laughs> well, again, though, greasy feet, shoes, probably all oiled <laughs> up. I got you, Bert, and you didn't realize how much, uh, you know, I should double used EV was on. It. Yeah, especially on the shoes. <laughs> he's oily, so oily. I can't. He's, he's all greased up. You got those Italian designer racing shoes on. They're hard to get. <laughs> right. Especially when they're covered in your extra version double O. <laughs> A new poll asked, if you had to choose, would you rather be smart and sad or dumb and happy? Smart and sad. It's been working out. <laughs> yeah, I think you can kind of figure stuff out eventually yeah. if you're smart. Bert, smart and yeah. sad or dumb and you'd be smart and sad, Brady? Dumb and happy. Would you rather be dumb and happy? Sure. <laughs> That's dumb. He's the center of a Dumb and happy one, yeah. but by a very slim margin. You'd rather be dumb and happy than like know things and be a and little be bit sad. upset? Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Sad. I don't mind experiencing sad. I think it's a thing that isn't so bad. Like being sad is, it, without sad, you don't know what happy is. Okay, but you're never happy. So, who? so you're on the other side of it. You're saying without experiencing. Yeah, that but I can see side. what it looks like. So permanently between the two, if I'm cho- choosing yeah. between sad and happy, I prefer happy. But I'd prefer uh, being smart and knowing why that person's so dumb. <laughs> and that would make me sad. It would only make you. It would make worse. me sad. It's working that way for me yeah, now. Yeah, I, I know. At, I look at dumb people that don't get it now, and I feel bad. It makes me sad for the future. So it was thirty. 30- it's called TikTok. It was 36% to 35%. Yeah. The other 29%? Close. Just don't know. Weren't sure. I just don't know. And then, you know what? I'll put them in a category. They're already dumb. Well, how about dumb and sad? Like, that's the worst combination oh, of all, right? That's lethal. You're stupid and you're sad. You can't figure, and you're too stupid to figure out how to get happy. 
Yeah, I'd rather be smart and a little bit sad than dumb and oblivious. I think oblivion. I don't suffer oblivion well. Here's a weird stat. Uh, about 20% of the people surveyed in this admit that they've eaten out of uh, the trash can. What? Doesn't mean they went to a dumpster diving, but... Right out of their own like garbage. dump something in and Brady. Not once. Don't. No. You have to. You've reached in your own garbage and picked something. It's been a while. <laughs> but that means you've done it. That's a yes. No, I don't I think I have. You have eaten out of the garbage. I don't think I have. Yes, you have. Why would I be throwing food in the garbage? Well, fell I'm really hungry. There's still some meat in that ribs. You know, and I didn't have any food. There's three ribs left here, Kirby. You would never do it. You would see a perfectly good beef rib. Laying right on top of the garbage, and you would... This is ridiculous. What a waste. The poll also found uh, one in six people have eaten food while sitting on the toilet. I've I've done that. Not at work, though, like Jillian, our former receptionist. That was a lunch break. Two strawberry Pop-Tarts. I had to put a stop to it. She was going into the bathroom with Pop-Tarts. Like, not at work. You might do this at home, but you don't do this here. (laughs) You've got plenty of time to crush Pop-Tarts at your desk. I can't picture that. I can't be part of this. I can't know you're going in because that means she's deucing. Oh, it does. Yeah, you you, don't, take, time. you yeah. don't take food in for a pee. Yeah, two, yeah, two Pop-Tarts. I mean, two Pop-Tarts. Not even warmed up. Still in the package. Because they're going to shoot through her like a shark. Hey, John, I don't know if you watch Seinfeld, but you remember the episode of George where oh, he yeah. ate the donut off the top of the trash? Yeah. That's Brady. I, that's what I pictured. It was a perfectly good <laughs> donut sitting on top of the trash. And he looked at it and he was like, eh. <laughs> just took a bite. It was a perfectly good eclair. It did have one bite out of it, but he ate the other side. I had a, a buddy for it was a combination of shock factor, but he would go in the movie theater and back in the day when people would leave their popcorn and uh, popcorn uh, in it. Oh man! I used to think that was hilarious. Yeah. Ugh. No. Let's get to some pretty videos. Uh, I don't eat popcorn out of the bag of the person I'm with. I get my own. It's mine. I don't want your hands touching my feet. Could you imagine? This is what I don't understand about popcorn in the movie. If I had a plate of food. Yeah. And you reached over with your hand and grabbed it, I'd be pissed off. <laughs> but popcorn, for some reason, you can fiddle around. It's and a terrible thing. Yeah, it's the all skate. It's the all skate. And I don't understand why that is. Because any other, if I had a, a bowl of peas. And you reached over with your hands and then finger effed them for a while and grabbed all you needed and shoved them in your mouth and be like, what was that? I'd we be went mad. to a movie last week and uh, Ronnie and I shared out of the bag, but we got a separate tray for Kirby and poured it in that. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. There's only two sets of hands. <laughs> That's too many. Again, if you had corn and Ronnie was reaching in with her hands and eating it, you'd be pissed. It's not clean. It's terrible. I actually right? let her get her jabs in first. And then I take it over. That's worse. Yeah. It's used popcorn. I've never understood the popcorn thing. Like those big giant bags that they used to bring us. And you'd see like people diving into that. Get a bowl like a human being and scoop some out. What are you doing with your paws? And you'd think like Jillian, our former front desk girl, reaching in there. She just got done taking a huge (laughs) wiping with a Pop-Tart. Man. You want her hands in your food? I just have never gotten it. In any, I, I don't understand bar food that sits there yeah. for multiple people to reach into. I, you would never allow somebody to touch your food the way you do popcorn. Or the bar peanuts and the. No, I don't yeah, get yeah. it. And everything, yeah, I the don't trail get mix. it. Sometimes, Sometimes they taste peanuts. the best at a bar. 
shelled peanuts are a little different, although I don't trust that they haven't been pre-sucked. Ah. Really? That's, people do weird things. I, know they do I don't weird like things. food exposed to the general public that. and then handed to yeah. me. Uh. I, I would not take anything. Like, if they if they served food to you and you were sitting in a chair and 25 people got to touch it before it got to you, would you eat it? That's bar peanuts. Because you don't know what happened 17 ago. I want the bottom of the bowl on that. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think you eat out of the garbage. We've made this clear. <laughs> we yeah, I don't get the popcorn thing. I've never gotten Reaching into somebody else's food is taboo except popcorn. It's just odd. Chips are a little different because you individually grab one most of the time. You don't go in there with your fingers working like a spider legs trying to get a handful. If you do, you're a jerk. If you did that to a bowl of chips, people think you were an asshole. Thinking and then that comes back to me watching Kirby with that big booger on her finger going into that bag of chips and then saying, you want some? I'm like, you know I don't. I saw the World Trade Center sitting on top of your finger. That thing was disgusting. The biggest building I've ever seen in green form. Stop eating out of the same bag of food. It's never really struck you, has it? Like you reach in, you'd be mad if she reached over and just handled your food with her hands. Because it's unsanitary. But popcorn, for some reason, we give a pass. I guess it's uh, a little bit easier when you knowing the person. If they reached over and knowing the person, if your wife reaches over with her hands and grabs anything off your plate, you're going to be like, what are you doing? Well, I'm buying the popcorn with that, saying, okay, I'm all right if but you're reaching I understand that. Yeah, yeah. But why? Why are we okay it, with that and anything else would be Right, like, like if another miserable. person would reach Not in. another person. Oh. If you're eating dinner, Brady, and yeah. Ronnie goes over and handles all your food. It's and- completely different. Right. Why? Because... I'm not sharing that food, whereas the other one I am sharing. If you were sharing and she ate it with her hands and put it in her mouth and reached back and did it again, you'd be fine with it. Yeah. You would not. I'm going to test that. I'm going to see that. Next time you have a bowl of soup, never go scoop it out with her hand. You don't do that. Do it again. Why not? Because you don't eat soup with your hands. What's the difference? Because you don't eat soup with your hands. How about corn? She reaches over and grabs corn corn? off, like just corn on your plate and reaches over. Fumbles around with it, puts it in her mouth, goes back for some more. Cream corn no, or just, corn. just niblets? Yeah, niblets, Brady. You get it. You're being um, argumentative for no reason because I'm right. She could probably have a couple of with her hand. inches of niblets. Yeah, you'd be all right with that. I question everything you're saying. You're being argumentative for no reason. Popcorn's the only one we allow. It's weird. But anybody else reaches into your bag of food... Chips doesn't matter. Chips are individual. If she's, you'd be mad at her if she reached into a bag of chips and started stirring them. But that's what we do with the uh, popcorn. You reach in, you get your. There's chip. a polite way of eating popcorn, just like the chips. You grab three or four. You Nobody does that, that though. It's not about Ronnie being and I. It's about no, really I've good seen you eat. You are. It's constant. It's a feeding frenzy when you've got and you hold your popcorn with your forearm. It's tight we to your chest. We have Playtex gloves, too, that yeah. we put well, on. Well, that's the good, then. Finally, the, some clarity on the cleanliness. <laughs> Otherwise, she was five minutes away from running down her uh, slot car slit, <laughs> cleaning herself up. Maybe there was no soap in the bathroom. There she is reaching into your popcorn. I got to pee. I'll be right back. Blowing her nose, doing whatever. It's gross. Reaching in the same bag of food. It's the only one we're allowing. I've never done it. Get your hands off my food. Your own. That's why I always like those. Uh, what is that bag? Are they uh, cheeses? Get your own box. It says it right there on the box. Get your own box, weirdo. I've got some pee pee poo poo news. All right. Are we ready for that? Look at you, Richard. 
Sort of kind of there. Guy? <laughs> I don't know who Hello, you are. my friends. I'm Brady Bogan, and this is your pee pee poo poo news. I wasn't even close to ready on that. Nicely done. This woman in Maryland named Becky Beckham. <laughs> she and her husband uh, <laughs> were having trouble. <laughs> Her name's a literal old <laughs> Double B. Hey, wait, I am too. I'm a Brady Bogan. She's wow. a Becky Beckham. They're having trouble with their toilet <laughs> last week. There was a banging sound every time they flushed. Initially, they blamed it on their old house. So they got annoyed and they decided to plunge the heck out of the toilet. Sure. That's when they found something out. Becky's iPhone had been deeply lodged in the toilet for almost 10 years iPhones are 10 years old? She said she lost that phone back in uh, on Halloween of uh, 2012. No kidding. Might have been some drinking involved. Yeah, I think. And uh, she said she thought it was mysterious that their phone vanished without a trace. <laughs> they found it 10 years later. Does it still work? Put it in a bag of no. rice. You put it in some rice and <laughs> wipe off all the feces and maybe it'll work. Too much of Becky's poo rotted the phone. Like a rogue tampon wrapped around it. Oh, yeah. Well, it happens, Brett. It's toiletries. <laughs> Grow up, Brett. Oh, Be an adult for crying out loud. No. You can hear the words rogue tampy and not giggle or gag. Gagging on a rogue tampy. What's wrong with you? Be an adult. <laughs> well, yeah, that's <Sorry>. me. <laughs> we got a 49-year-old man in Iran who recently showed up at the ER with a double-A battery lodged in his urethra. Whoa. That's pretty good work. Jeez. You got a big urethra. You get I could a, go double A in there. You think? It would take some stretching and some doing. There you go. There's the go. x-ray, and then there it is in a baggie. They let him take it. That's a double A? It looks like a triple A. Are we sure? They're, say, they're saying double A. Well, that went way up there, though. Yeah. Um, He managed to get up there and got stuck. Um, it, would in, it was in there for 24 hours. Doctors were able to remove it without surgery, sent him home. He came back five months later. Though, Hold on. Because he was having trouble like peeing. Remove it without surgery? Yep. That means they went in and sucked it out. Clamped it down and pulled her out. That, to me, is surgery. That's a triple A. That's a triple A. That's yeah. a triple A. I agree. That finger, unless that guy's finger is massive. Yeah, that, yeah that's a triple A. Yeah. But either way, you get a battery out of there non-surgically. Yeah. That's, got one. that's a double A. Let me see yeah. it. I'll see if I can get that in there. <laughs> it's not working. Well, you, that, that's not an actual. There's no I way know, to do that. It's not a triple A. Because you never know. Sometimes it's got to be a triple A. Maybe in Iran. That's the other way around. Things. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. Either way, he came back five months later because he was trouble, having trouble peeing. Sure. Turned out there's a bunch of scar tissue possibly caused from... Yeah, I would Toxic imagine. materials in the battery. <laughs> or just shoving stuff uh, in your dick. I mean, I think you're going to get scar tissue. I don't think yeah. it's ever meant to see other things. So then they did surgery. Urine and yummy. That's all that's supposed to shoot out of there. Sometimes blood, but that's when there's real bad problems. It's not suppo- It's not an intake. That's your pee-pee poo-poo news. Stop stuffing things in there, you weirdos. And it can't feel good, ever. That's the leader in the clubhouse right now in 2022. With except your yeah, urethra. There's people listening right now who have had intake through the urethra for pleasure. The and sound, you're freaks. You're the freaks. sounders. The out sounders. There. Yeah, you're weirdos. There's nothing about that that's. It's just daring. That's all it is. There's no pleasure center in that. You're just you kind of are a pain for pleasure person. Weirdo. 
Brad, if I'm talking to you, I apologize. I don't know you well enough. Are you a sounder? <laughs> Am I a sounder? Nobody in the room done it, right? No. No. The only time I had it done was a doctor shoving that pipe cleaner in there trying to give me an STD test back in the early 90s. I had a catheter one time when Ooh, I got in my car accident. That's right. That was, that was the worst part of the car accident when they removed it. Ooh, and I had the uh, stent. Yeah. yeah, you had one in there. I had that thing that guy put in and drug out for a culture of the inside to see if I had... All I had was a urinary tract infection. This guy went full nine, tested me for like a thousand things like I was joining the Navy. That's the only time anything's ever going in there. I'll tell you that right now. Unless I'm knocked out first like you were in the car wreck and you woke up with it, that's the only way. Doctor says I got to go in. I'm like, nah, I'm dying from whatever's in there. Adios, Doc. Walk away like the end of The Incredible Hulk. Al Capone me. I'll die. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I'll I'll die crazy, (laughs) but I'll die. So this... uh, Fox station in San Diego had their reporter on the street doing the announcement about the San Diego Comic-Con. And during his report, there's a police shootout in the background. Oh, my God. And the guy kept standing on the report, but then I'll see pop, 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 pop. Then he's like, well, uh, something's going on. They kind of covered it, but it's kind of creepy. The guy get pulled over for running red light. And uh, gets out of his car and throws a pumps a few rounds at the nice. police car. And um, they got him. Nobody's hurt. Was, there's a random guy. Uh, one of the stray bullets hit a random guy in the butt, but it <laughs> hit the glasses case. Good thing it wasn't you. And it I don't want anyone in my ass. <laughs> he had his glasses case in his back pocket, so he wasn't hurt. Or the bullets the bullet. paper mache. His glasses stopped it. <laughs> the the glasses case. Yeah. Yeah. Titanium? Yeah. That's nice it. glasses case. But there's a little uh, video of it. There's a video of the guy shooting and getting yeah, shot? Yeah, you can see him in the background. The cameraman finally, um, you know, as he's on the reporter, because the reporter's looking down at his phone, reading right. some details. And then bullets start. And going. then, yeah, the first round goes, and then the camera guy immediately pans it off to the across the street to see what's going on there, and no, you can kidding. see the cop car. And... The guy gets behind his car too, you know. Who like does, the cop or the shooter. The cops behind cruiser. They're shooting at each other. This sounds like heat. Yeah. This then is- the guy <laughs> comes out with his hands. Oh, this guy's that got his. Do a whole lot for the businesses, the the hotels, the restaurants that are down here. I mean, this is one of the biggest events in the entire country, bringing in upwards of a hundred thousand people a day. That's tens of millions of dollars that we're missing out on here. The convention, citing the ongoing uh, ongoing pandemic, is the reason for the cancellation. This is a big, big loss. Oh my God! We spoke to Trevor Christensen, who owns Activation. Get that Comic Con news. They out. help staff about 200 people. He's like, run it, just keep going. Yeah. The your cameraman's not interested in your Comic Con news. Whoa! Look at that! Um, Look at that! Oh my God! It is heat. It is heat. Yeah. It's also a little bit. shooting going on. It's also a little bit like Naked Gun yeah, when they were like true. five feet apart. Uh, forgive us for getting out of the. They're two car lengths from each other, hiding behind each right other's now, cars. Yeah, I think the officer um, ran. Given that we don't know the details. Is anybody hit? Back, uh, no one's hit. Uh, it's one more. One more time. They fell. Other than the ricochet, the straight. Is he still talking about Comic Con? Yeah, you got to stop talking about Comic Con. We're, we're a block away here, just oh, on the other gonna... side of the convention center. This is taking place. We saw this officer pull over the car about two minutes. Before wow, that's I like crazy. how those, uh, those guys go ahead and, away and we're go kind of out of the little alley. There he is. Yep. He's shooting. Now he puts his quit. Huh? He's out of bullets. Jack. 
Time out. We Come out, okay? Rod of bullets, Jack. Let me get this straight. <laughs> wow. Solemn misunderstanding. You want me to wait Hold here? Hold on now. You want me to wait here while you reload? Would you do that, Jack? Go back to your cabin and get yeah. more bullets coming back <laughs> and right. shoot at me? I'll wait. Would you mind? Jerry Reed and Robin Williams. Who knew? Love With Walter Matthau waiting in the wings. What was that called? Survivors? Survivors. Yeah. Walter Matthau, let's go over it again, what you're going to yeah. say when Jack gets here. Jack, time out, Jack. We're out of bullets. <laughs> that was great. But that was I'll a good one. Come real ah, quick. Do I? Well, that's, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Man. Yeah. I don't know if I was watching the news, if I'd ever not watch the news yeah. anymore. I didn't know that was a possibility. Steve Irwin and Entering yeah, Comic-Con is uh, <laughs> Our reporter was live in the scene when, what happened? <laughs> bingy, bang, bang, tonight at 10. Bangy, bang, bang. He's ridiculous. <laughs> the federal judge smelled someone's panties, and we have video. Woo, boo, boo. Tonight at 10. The 31-year-old son of a billionaire died after being struck by a boat propeller. Juan Carlos Alvarez died after jumping into the That's water after his fiance fell into the uh, ocean from their 60-foot vessel. They're at a sailfish tournament. Put on by the Ocean Reef Club, which is in Key Largo. That's a club you'd belong to. Oh, yeah. They said the guy and his fiance were fi- in the fishing tournament. Now, he also is the, uh, his father's the president of two banks. One in a big bank in Venezuela, also a big bank in Spain. Um, and this kid, his kid is on the board of directors. He's just a really rich guy's kid. Yeah. And they said... When he jumped into the water, the propeller, he was struck by the propeller and died immediately. What was she doing? She fell in? There is the mystery question. She fell in, he jumped in after her. Or was this, was something fishy about this? What's fishy about that? You don't try to kill your wife and then go to save her and get beat up by propellers. Yeah, but if, you know, if someone's working the boat... It's pretty hard to throw a 60-foot vessel into yeah, your face from reverse. a propeller. You have to yeah. do something really dumb. That's what I'm saying. Was he thrown in by someone? Oh, I see. He threw the whole couple over. Yeah, because if you... And then backed you into have to, You have to work to jump into the... <laughs> right. I mean, no matter what the sure. boat is, a lot of times the propeller is kind of underneath. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But you're saying that this was a guy's Instantly. master. Was, oh, yeah, he's But instant the wife killed. lived. Yeah. So then and, there, and there's no uh, information regarding the well-being of... The wife. You're a bad investigator. <laughs> this doesn't sound like... Good-looking couple. Yeah, it is. This doesn't sound like any criminal activity. It sounds like a guy trying to save his wife, and he ran into some props. Billionaire son. Yeah. They're knocking off. Eh, you do it different than that, I think. If you got him out on the boat in the first place, and you're the captain of the boat, and you're going to kill him, pretty sure you don't hope that he runs into the propellers himself. What you get for not giving me a loan? <laughs> But what do you get, though? The guy had to be so precise at throwing him into the propellers if he screwed up. Or if the guy turns out to be a super strong swimmer and he gets away from the propellers, now he tells it, the captain threw me off the boat for no reason right after I, He did it to my wife and then me. It's not worth it. Investigative reporting. You do your Brady's. Investigative reporting. Ooh. Brady Watkins over the here. The greatest murder I've ever seen in my life. Pulled off perfectly. He it's threw a him hit. overboard. It's it, a that hit. That is not a hit. That is, that is the most precise hit of all time. And then he backed a propeller into him. Like I had to bob there for a second. Wow. Jumping immediately into the propeller is one. I mean, you're, that's a that's dumb a, jump. That's a guy who was worried about his wife. 
This sounds legit to me. Let's pull her out. She's okay. That's all legit. She gets all the money. I think it's legit, too. <laughs> she gets all the money. Now I know it's a hit when Brett goes, that's eh, legit. <laughs> he knows what a hit looks like. He's going to say. What Brett would be saying is, I'm not saying nothing. If that, He's looking at it going, this is not a hit. Yeah, Hits don't look like I'm this. siding with him. If it was a hit, they'd kill both of them. Who's hitting? Maybe she gets the... Uh, the fortune. So she jumps in close to the propellers Ooh! to lure him into the propellers, you're saying. Honey, you're, I need your help. You know what? I know we've got a police shortage, but you're fired already. You're not <laughs> investigating. You're not. I need my uh, cop friend, Ben, to, he's a detective, to text me and tell Brady no. This is just an accident. Billionaire jumps into the back of a propeller, drunk on his boat. That makes sense to me. There's nothing fishy here. Okay. You go, okay. Let's get to the yeah. All right, Sherlock, you go out there and you investigate this for the rest of your life. We need Mike Watkins in here. Yeah, oh, I miss Mike Watkins and his tiny little leather coats. You know what's great? It's like if you go, I see Ken doll clothes sometimes. Like on, I'm like, Mike Watkins would fit in that. Like the little tiny coats you just like <laughs> want to put on. Mike was the best. Here's another best of rerun from the morning sickness. But then I saw this story and I thought, oh, this is nice. And it got me to thinking. Uh, a lady was in her house in Virginia, and she's uh, cleaning out the attic. And while she, it's an older house, and while she cleans out the attic, she notices there's like a little trap door in her attic she'd never seen before. And she said, I'm a child of the 80s. I'm a Goonies fan. I'm thinking buried treasure. Like, this is going to be amazing. One-eyed Willie's map. Yeah, exactly. He's in there. And so she kind of jimmies the door open. She goes, I realized it was a door. I had never had a key for anything like this. And it latched up at the top, and I'm like, this is amazing. She said there could have been gold, and hey, my mind was racing. Uh, the hidden treasure turned out to be two big boxes of love letters written by a man named Vance addressed to a woman named Betty Sue McGee, uh, otherwise known, as we all would say, as <laughs> McGee. Uh, Vance, who was in the Navy in the 50s, wrote uh, of his love for her, and she saved them. And his love letter said things like, When we're not together, I know just the right words that I would use in telling you everything. But when we're together, all I can think of is I love you. Vance. Those kind of things. And I'm like, that is extraordinary writing. Those are those love letters I get. Because I remember the time my love letters got stolen from my Jeep. And I fear the day that someone someone tries to find those and then return them to me or the girl they were to. Because we... uh, that was when both of us had discovered the word box as a euphemism as a, for a uh, vagina. All right. Yeah. And we made it kind of a fun thing. I wrote a love letter to her box. <laughs> <laughs> and it was stolen. Do you remember any of it? Oh, yeah. He ate it with a fox. Look, this was a full... We had, we, had, we had broken up, and I was devastated. And I took a whole five... Uh, one of those five subject notebooks and just filled it with terrible poetry and like uh, prose about her vagina. Like it's all it was like you and your beautiful box and like oh, like the, the love letter part would be it is so bad. I was probably 21, 22. It's, it's terrible. One after another. I remember the day I went out to my Making driveway. Making some good flow, good cheddar at Roma's. <laughs> I walked running out. Running up that Sears card. My Jeep was gone. I'm staring in my driveway, and all I cared about at the time was <gasps> the notebook. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got those letters, and they were embarrassing because 
you know, everything was everything about the love was like your when heart's I, on the line. I smell your hair. I think of nothing more than wanting to caress that box. I mean, everything was all about <laughs> the box. I mean, it's a full. 150 pages of box serious. Work. Oh, dead serious. Like tears. There were teardrops. I remember one of the things I was writing, I did intentionally let a tear fall onto the page. Because, you know, paper and water will make that little mark for yeah. like the water well, stain, right? So there were tears on the pages. Some dude stole my Jeep, <laughs> took it down to the park, flattened the tires, stole all the stereo stuff out of it, cut the top in half for some reason, and then just left it down there. And all I care about, like the stereo, gone. The speaker's gone. The wires are just hanging there. The subwoofer's gone. All of it. And I'm just like, <gasps> the notebook. Where's the notebook? Was gone. It Priorities. Oh. They got it. They got it. It's out there somewhere. He forwarded on to his lady. Maybe. <laughs> he just changed Oh, my the name. God. I think we stole from Keats. Like, that guy would know who Keats is. But maybe he thought, <laughs> Lord Byron, this guy's a wordsmith. He must be British. These were the worst tributes to this girl's vagina ever written. Ever. She never saw them. So they were lost love letters. And every time I read these stories about Vance and you know, his girl, his lady friend, McGee, and these beautiful stories from the 50s. Sweet Tease McGee. All I think about is that someday I'm going to be in a nursing home rocking my sins and Mr. Holmberg, get out of here! Because that's what I'll say anytime somebody comes into my room. <laughs> Mr. Holmberg, get out get out! Someone has something they want to give you. Ah, I don't care to meet them. And they come in with that tattered maroon five-subject folder, that spiral notebook, and say, we found this. And it had my name all over it. And we wanted you to have it back. Like, what in the world is this? Your box smells of bourbon and sugar. What in the world was I thinking? Whose is this? Give it's me a you. Match. It's you. <laughs> oh, God, there's tears. On. Yeah. Who, who, who have you shown this to? I need them killed. It's a notebook and an Alpine stereo. <laughs> right. yeah, well, maybe they'd, I'd be excited about that. It's like, oh, my God, a cool 1990s subwoofer. That's neat. <laughs> Alpine pull-up I get, stereo. I get, I get my sub and my amp was under the seat. They took that. Everything was gone. Yeah, the pull-out. It was a pull-out, too. And not only did they just take the pull-out, they took the guts. They uh, took yeah, you couldn't all. do anything without that. Nope, yeah. they took it all, man. They took every... Yeah, I couldn't get a new one to jam in yeah. there. They took the guts. They pull-out took that stereos. whole thing. We're carrying those stereos around like lunchboxes. Me. Them. Yeah. <laughs> I was that idiot. Like, it's the coolest thing ever. It's going to handle and just rip it out. Play CDs if you don't hit any bumps or drive more than seven miles an hour. <laughs> but that damn notebook's out there somewhere, and I hope it's in a landfill or whatever, or some thief just had. Somebody had the, the a whole weekend of reading my garbage and laughing. I'm guessing at the Lost Dutchman Motel on Main Street because they're thieves so that's oh, probably where they live yeah. yeah but they had to laugh it'd be for great days. to see if it was published oh somewhere another country I, uh, written in big block letters your beautiful box that's what the one story was title i wrote about love and pain and but it was almost all just went right back to our pet name for the box nice gently caressing your box I dream of the day that I, I again. <laughs> I miss it. Good to be in you. Like those moments, like just so sad and pathetic. And it was nothing about what like Vance wrote to McGee, which was the beauty of love and glory. Oh, I, I'm venturing to guess, Brady, it's 400 pages 
Wow. Uh, to uh, this young lady named Jackie. Oh, it's the full folder. Was it was packed? The inch thick. Full. Oh, Man. it's the big giant. And what time period? On the box. Oh, I could. I, I look. I needed a new folder. It I was had a box journal, or did you do it all in like in a week or two? Oh, this was. Uh, see, the car was stolen in January, late January. We broke up in November, so it was about six weeks worth of writing. Wow. Yeah. And I filled the whole thing. Shakespeare and oh, stuff over it, here. It, I, I, she was my muse. Well, her box was. Her box was my muse. I could I could wax nostalgic about that thing for oh, days. Oh, if there were sketchings, that would have been just... There were some drawings. Was, but not of the box. Not of the box. I will say, it was not... There were not... I wasn't that creepy... I wasn't that creepy artistic kid that drew vaginas. I would draw, like... Like I would, I, there was a few like joke things in there that used to make her laugh. That I would draw pictures of like this, like ah, that was a funny thing. Or, and this eventually was going to be given to her. No, I don't know what you? I was doing. I, maybe I don't know. It was just a constant, like just stream of of thoughts. There was just a constant writing. Vincent just wrote. Oh, I can't pathetic. wait till the next Antiques Roadshow when yeah. somebody shows up with the Holmberg notebook. <laughs> He's got that. <laughs> oh, oh, geez, Louis Sebastian. Just says, uh, you ever think that maybe uh, uh, your ex had her new man steal it? No. Could have been, though. Why would he come by and wreck my Jeep and steal my love letters? He's got something. He's pretty right about your box. <laughs> oh, there was a uh, the, the whole poem about fingers. There was... Uh, it was all it was just it? Oh, I, not, nothing come like that. Oh, it was just me streaming, just writing like, you know. You don't want to go back I there. I do remember right? You don't want to go it. back there. I do. You want him to, though. <laughs> I do. I do remember we had a thing where I, like, jokingly would say, it's time to wash the box. <laughs> and that was my job, like a cat bath. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so there was, there was, shut up, Brett. There was references to, shut up, Brett. It's not funny. It's pain. It's pain inside. <laughs> but wash the box was our cute code word for the cat bath. I was going to give that thing. And it was also code to go wash your, wash your box. <laughs> you know, like, you never know. No, I really need. I need you need to get up wash your box. And I would leave washcloths on my uh, bathroom sink, like folded up, because as hints she could go in there and scrub it up and then come back to just in case. You know, in case she's been. Yeah. I know. Look, it's not, not funny. It's my life, you bastards. Go wash your We've box. All stuff like that. <laughs> Did you KFC wipes? No, yeah. I never. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. Oh, <laughs> Brady, Brady, don't bring your no. sex life into this. Because now I remember that smell. Nobody, no, stop. Nobody but Brady would think of KFC wipes to be used in a sexual manner. Well, you but, did work at Tony Roma's. Yeah, you know, you yeah but I still wipes. knew the difference yeah, between wet. You had them and pouring out. We didn't call them rib wipes. <laughs> we called them wet naps because that's what Box they were. Wipes. No, no, then you got something. <laughs> Fragrant box wipes. <laughs> it smells like the kernel. Eleven herbs. The secret recipe. I just think about onion loaf with the. Nothing better oh, than the smell oh, of that oh. box full of chicken. <laughs> I used to love the drive home from the KFC. You smell your box. Brady's, Original recipe. Brady's written total love letters to the bucket. I write to the box. He writes to the bucket. Oh, dearest bucket. Your red and white stripes saved me really. Yeah. But yeah, we do like wash the box because of it. So I wrote a whole, I don't remember word for word, but I remember I wrote a whole page about wash the box. And it was lyrical. Like I'd write songs. Oh, oh. 
They're out there. They're out there somewhere. Some jackass stole it and and somebody uh, find it. Early yeah. 1996 is when it would be January or February 1996. All got swiped. I'm like nah. my life is in those pages. <laughs> and some tweakers read it and laughed for days. Hopefully, they rolled a bunch of joints with the with my my stuff and burned it, and it is no more. I can't imagine somebody still has it, but it might be in somebody's attic as a goof, like hidden contraband. And my signatures all over it. My name's written everywhere. It's somewhere. Pages of practicing uh, your signature? No, 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 okay. no. I would just write my name and her name. Oh, it's pathetic. Forever. I was 23, actually. When I think about it, I was old. I was way too old. Wow, yeah, that is old. Actually, for, yeah, I was 23 years old for that. Oh, it was a mess. Broke up with me in November. And by January, it was, just, it was a catastrophe. All I did was broke up in November. When was the first drive by? Oh, the the next day. Next day. No, I was (laughs) driving by all the time. Yeah. Nothing like threatening, but I was just driving by. I was pissed You didn't have the boom box and the raincoat on and everything. I'm sure I thought. I guarantee you, Peter Gabriel was in the car with me on many occasions. I just didn't know what to do. No clue. Occasionally call her up, see what she's doing. She just dismissed me. And then she came running back later. And it was just, it was like, too awful. late. That was way too late. It was like, you had your chance. You never read my love letters because they got stolen. But And then I rewrote new uh, things to her on why we couldn't be together. It was called The Sloppy Box. <laughs> You've evidently been using this while we've been apart. Nothing can clean it. Yeah. yeah. Let's take that box to the car wash, <laughs> shall we? Oh, you son of a bitch. No. <laughs> Yeah, this was this was definitely a few nights before the stereo got stolen. So probably around Christmas time that I was. No. <laughs> I do it all then. It's a great song. Love. Come on, Peter. Are you in there? Wash your box. I get so lost. Go home. So Get out of my yard. <laughs> Go home. The police are coming. And this is. I want you to wash your box. I got fresh washcloths. Yeah. I've washed clothes in my car. My new fat friend says we'll go to KFC for some more. What? He says it works. Yeah, it was terrifying. Terrifying. That was my prom thing, too. That was a great, that was a great, great song. Yeah, it was a disaster. But uh, those love letters, I, I, every time I see something like lost love letters, like the notebook was like lost love letters. Are you sweating? <laughs> oh, boy. Is this a movie? Did they find them? I, every time I see it, I'm like, oh, beautiful stories, lost love letters, search for the original owner. I'm like, nobody's going to read these and see beauty or, or well-written anything. It was the rants of a community college moron who had no idea what he was doing with his life. The only thing I wanted was that box back. Oh, and there was a page of me tracing my stuff. There was that. So I traced out my... my job, actual size. My actual, yeah, and then I put, like, and measured it. <laughs> remember? Remember this? Like the drawing of the... Like a chalk outline of my dead dick. It was, like, the worst thing you could give someone. Someone's got it. 
<laughs> Donald Jones. Uh, that took I up can see pages. Brady writing an ode to the three-piece box. <laughs> <laughs> the biscuit, the gravy, the taters, the slaw, two legs and a wing. It is the box for me. It's time for me to clean this box. The KFC wipes. The only one in the room that thought that's for cleaning sexually. We've had some KFC. It's time to do the right thing. Here's your wipes. I'll meet you in the bathroom. I've warmed them for you. <laughs> Will you wear this white suit with a little tiny white goatee? You're dressing me as the colonel, aren't you? No, 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 no. I just... Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's pathetic. So. Pathetic. Now I'm thinking about it now. But yeah, every time the... Kylie Cruz comes on the news. A beautiful story out of Virginia's lost love letters and <clears throat> not mine, right? Oh no! As we search for the owner, no, 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 no. His name's everywhere, and they just oh god. She makes it her message in a bottle quest. Somebody, one of these days, it'll be it'll be a nursing home. Someone will have talked me out of killing myself in my sixties. Brady, life's worth living. Like, eh. It's taken forever, I think. And then they're going to bring me those goddamn love letters. If you do it, here's some wet wipes before you go. (laughs) Worse still, it would be her, like, sloppily giving me love letters. And I found them. She's 65. The last thing you want to do is have sex with some girl in her 60s. Blech. I don't need that. But what are you going to do? So love letters, if you've got them, burn them. Burn them. Never email them. Never, you know, burn them. All of them. One of my peeps hit up. Anthony Milani Ayo. wants to know, how much would you pay to get that book back home, Bert? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see the book first, Tony. You got the book. Let me see it. I can get it by 2 p.m. Some guy's writing fake love letters to a vagina right now called The Box, trying to pass them off as my work. I'll know. <laughs> oh, I'd, I wrote it in cursive. Like, I have nice handwriting, and I would just I would beautifully cursive writing, and then it would just you know devolve into this... Madman rant. (laughs) She's the one who wrote me a letter a few years later. That was even worse because it included the that um, everything I do, I do it for you. Remember we talked about that one where she wrote like right in the middle of her letter, all the lyrics from that Brian Adams song. Yeah, which lost you? Well, completely lost me because she's like, I the biggest mistake I ever made in my life was not letting you continue to work my box. I mean, we talked in a very (laughs) similar language, but then uh, right in the middle of it. It's the lyrics to... Brian Left Adams. everything. Like, Nothing yeah. personal. It was crazy. Like, it was like 20 pages. And then, and then, as I'm reading it, this is in my head. What's going on? Why am I... These aren't her words. This sounds so familiar. Such a look into my this is it. Look into my eyes. Look into my eyes. And, you, and I'm reading it at first. I'm like, this is beautiful. What you meant to me. Like, wait a minute. I know this. <laughs> I think these are words to a song. She's not thinking yeah, Adam on the first two lines. Yeah. Oh, 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 right off the bat, I'm like, yeah. I'm in. Like, this mean, I mean something to her. And the more you read it, and then you realize that there's a, like parts that are written twice. I'm like, that's a chorus. Like, she, hey, this is that Brian Adams song. Don't tell me it's not what so I gave her one more ride and realized the box wasn't what I remembered, and then we stopped talking. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Hilarious. No, it's true. Was this out of a movie? Everything yeah, the Robin Hood. Oh, that's right, that awful Robin. Oh. 
So that happened. So if you happen to find my notebook, I will pay a pretty penny for you to not make that public. Anthony. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I, I don't think know I saw about... Anthony this weekend. I was downtown twice, Saturday and Sunday. Restocked the H&H Ranch with alcohol on Saturday, cleaned the place up. It's the best thing. Like, Megan goes with me down there, and I'm putting alcohol in the fridge because that's all that's in the fridge down there at that flop house. And, I'm in, and I turn around, she's mopping. Like, <laughs> I'm going to bring you down here more often. This is amazing. Like, you never used this place, and now you're mopping it. Well, it's just filthy. You guys are gross. Cleaning it. I'm like, all right, this is great. You didn't sit down on the couch and do your vacuum line? (laughs) Me? Why don't you get over here? Oh, no, I didn't. That's a great line, though. You're right. It doesn't work on her. What's the line? Well, I I pointed out that my gay neighbors would go for that. Being gay is better, and this is how I know. One time, Megan was vacuuming the house, and I said, why don't you turn that off? And come on over here and get on this D. <laughs> and she just goes, ah, and rolls her eyes and keeps vacuuming. Like, for me, anything to get out of vacuuming. So I said, you know, if Troy and Michael next door, if if one of them was vacuuming, Michael said, why don't you get over here and hop on this D? That vacuum's off and there's some D hopping going on. <laughs> Called De- DeAndre Hopkins, the D hop. <laughs> and, and there's no way that, but women all, oh, God, eye roll. Ugh. Why don't you put that vacuum away and get over here and ride this D? You're an idiot. If I was, if we were a gay couple, my D would be ridden. Like Will Rogers and Trigger. It would have been some ride. Look like the Kentucky Derby over here. But nope, doesn't do it. So I did. I don't do that line anymore. Although Life from a Hat took a turn. So oh. Doing this Life from a Hat thing, and first night was dessert night. I told that story. Second was game night. I destroyed her. Uh, we played Sorry, the board game. And we were going to do some games in the other room, and she was just so uh, she was just so Distraught naked, you know, done, yeah. done by the end. But the bad news is, prior to playing, she told me she goes, "I have to tell you, dinner didn't agree with me." Oh. And I'm like, "What?" And she goes, "So we can play, and we'll make it. I'll make it up to you on another game night. But tonight's just for so basically what it was was we we're playing for an old fashioned. Like if I won, I get an old fashioned, or she has to do game night and lingerie. So we adjusted the rules. So like the next game night has to actually be. But this was. Uh, the fun was off the table, so we were just playing games for game night, and we had a good time. So we draw back into Life from a Hat last night. I'm like, nothing to do. We need a new thing for Life from a Hat. So we go in to the idea box. Guess which one I draw? It's like none of them have been like like they're all effort on my end. It says take Megan shopping. Yes, that's that's our that's Ooh. our activity. I'm like, all right. Then we're shopping for what I'm buying. I know where you're going. Oh, I know where I'm going too. We're going to Castle Boutique. So when's the shopping spree? Tonight. Nice. We're going shopping. So she got options. She laughed. Like, that's silly. And I'm like, your, your ideas are all self-serving. Like, take Megan shopping, get me dessert. So far, no good. Mine was like fun game night. And all this. Yours are, I see what you're doing. But now, I drew it. Take Megan shopping. Guess what? We go where John wants to go. And it's going to be ugly. We're, we're going to do some. I'm going to buy some stuff. There's going to be a dong that doesn't fit in the car. We're going to have to tie a orange uh, rope to the end of it so cars behind us don't hit us. That thing's going to be hanging so far to the back of my Jeep. Trust me. Yeah, we go shopping. I'll take you shopping. Take Megan shopping. One of her ideas for us to have a fun night together is take Megan shopping. None of the ideas I wrote down said the word John on it. Not one. Because otherwise I'd just written blow John. That would have been it. That would have been fun night. But no, we'll go shopping. She's going to come 
back to the house dressed like a whore with an 18-inch black dildo in her hand. <laughs> trying to figure out what to do next. And what I fear is that thing's going to get used on me. Your neighbors are going to be like, hey. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a great gift. <laughs> okay, we'll use that. Take me shopping, he will. Uh-oh. Well, we're going shopping, all right. You going to put in a new suggestion in the hat? Write poetry to each other? Yeah, write, write, box, po- po- yeah. Yeah, write a poem about my genitals. <laughs> Jenny words. What does that mean? I don't understand it. Because of his KFC reference. Oh, I'm not reading. That's terrible. <laughs> not timed well. Poorly timed. Poorly timed. I didn't understand one of the texters' suggestion back to uh, KFC, but not on February 28th. Starting tomorrow, we can tell those jokes. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. We'll save it till tomorrow. We'll save it for March <laughs> when it's National Women's Month or something like that. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, genital uh, poetry uh, day will be our our next one for the box, the box in the box, life from a box. This is the big red radio. And the reason I say that is because I was reading a story this morning on Yahoo, and as I'm looking at it, or it was on USA Today, and it had the Ukrainian bombs or uh, Russian bombs go off in the Ukraine uh, inside Kiev, and how much longer can it hold? And then I scroll down, and in it is just a set of just glorious cans right in the center of the article. You didn't send that to me? Beautiful. I could show you. Yeah. And they're in this uh, shirt, and it's an advertisement for uh, bras that make, you know, it's stuff I click on. You know, it's still the algorithm of me. And so I got distracted in the middle of this heart-wrenching story of citizens in the Kiev being attacked by bombs in Russia. And then they just, boom, a set of cans right in the advertisement. Because the advertisement doesn't, it's not specific to any story. It's based on what you click on. And evidently, I do a lot of clicking on tight tank tops for ladies because that was the ad. And I'm like, oh, United States, we're we're fairly easily distracted from the realities of, oh, God, that's just terrible. Look at the cans on this hose hound. So, yeah, it's, it's all kind of bad. But then the story that I really liked, and this one is rare. You might have had this one, Brady, this morning. A 24 year old lady in Green Bay. Uh, has a roommate who was going through some stuff and uh, called the cops because she found a severed head in a bucket. That's usually, you know, yeah. you got to call the cops on that one. I know Brett doesn't like to rat people out, but severed heads is usually Brett's not, uh, phone not call. right away. Or would you hold off on that one? Oh, yeah. You Roommate's gotta, got a severed head? you got to find out the, 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 the story on it, you know? You, the matter you, you never people. know. Something's wrong with you. You never know. I find I a set of head. conclusions. I tell. Could have deserved tell. it. And I'm telling on. <laughs> Could have deserved it. We That's true. Could have. But still, you didn't do the work. So you're like, maybe they didn't deserve it. Did you ever think of that? Oh, I'd help them get it out of the house. <laughs> I don't want it in my house. <laughs> it's she, not my job to call. It says a person living at the home summoned the cops after discovering a severed head in a bucket. Uh, the criminal complaint. Uh, was accorded uh, the complaint. Yeah, it was just a I got, I got the complaint here about my Home Depot bucket. I was going to wash my car. There's somebody's head in it. Officers arrived at the scene, made their way to the basement. Uh, they found the head lying in a black bucket on the floor. It was covered with a towel because she's classy. Oh yeah. Uh, dried blood on a nearby mattress. A search of the property uh, had found a tote bag where the upper part of the torso has been stored. Um, they started to look around, and they were looking in closets and cabinets, and there's an arm, and there's a hand, and there's stuff laying all over the house. Uh, it, her clothing was, uh, they found some clothes, the girl. Uh, it was a woman who did it. They found a crockpot box that had body parts in it, including some leg chunks. Police asked her what happened. She goes, it's a good question. 
She was charged with first-degree intentional homicide, mutilating a corpse, and third-degree sexual assault. All right, then I would call. Now you're thinking calling, yeah. She allegedly killed and dismembered her victim after smoking meth with him. Uh, They had sex, and then it escalated to chains. Her name is uh, Shaw Business. Business. (laughs) Shaw Business. Uh... She said, uh, "Yeah, some of the some of the stuff we were using, like a dog's choke chain, uh, they were uh, for both of us." She said, "One for me and one for him." Uh, then Shaw Business says she began strangling him with her bare hands, and uh, told investigators she could feel his heart continuing to beat while she choked him. So she kept pulling and choking harder on the chain, uh, and with her hand, she kept going as the man's face turned purple. Then blood started to pour out of his mouth. And she said, oh, yeah, "I've got problems here." She then uh, played with the cadaver for two to three hours after it had passed, using knives to dismember the body, occasionally doing a little more sex stuff with it. A wow. bread knife worked the best, she said, because of the ser- uh, serrated edges. So she, she went from, uh, I don't know, it's a good question what happened down here. Let me tell you how I did this. Uh, she said they were having fun trying to find all of the organs. They treated it like the game Operation. Uh, her plan was to bring all the body parts along, but uh, she got a little lazy, she put it, and left the head behind. She goes, I can't believe I left the head here. i got to be honest with you. That surprises me. That's just lazy. Uh, she said she'd just gone crazy and blacked out during part of the encounter and asked them if they knew what it was like to love something so much you could kill it. The cops' mouths were, like, wide open the whole time. That can't it's like, be real. Guy, like, are you really? And it's this girl. Have you seen it? You haven't seen a picture of her? No. You'd fall for it. Oh, yeah. It's a Jody Arias thing. Uh-huh. 24. Show that, business is her name. Show business. I, she's, it's not what I thought she was going to look not like. Not at all. Well, let me just put it that way. Not even close to what you'd think, That doesn't right? look like show business to Shaw me. Show business. That's her mugshot. She's got oh, some makeup man. on. Her hair's back. She looks nice. Uh, yeah. Show business said uh, at a hearing uh, that, you know, she's calmed down and, you know, just thinks uh, it was the drugs. Uh, the, think? Yeah, the district attorney's like, I think the facts are extremely concerning, <laughs> disturbing, and violent in the grave nature. Uh, one of the more serious offenses we've seen here in the area. Yeah, I would hope so. I hope you don't have a rash of that stuff going on. How about that? So another reason to not do meth or date a girl or leave the house, I guess, is uh, like Larry's right. Larry's right to just stay exactly where he is. And just never ever leave the house because Shaw business. Larry would have Larry had gotten killed by Shaw business. Uh, he'd have tried to marry her. He'd, well, yeah, while she's cutting his head yeah. off, she'd be like, "You know what? I've never loved so much that it wanted to kill me." I, I bet you Larry's had a lot of ladies that have. Uh, I was thinking of the white uh, picket fans. Yeah, and... <laughs> I mean it was going so well until the beheading. <laughs> and beheading rhymes with wedding, and that's all I could think about. So that was crazy. So be careful out there, everybody. If in fact the girl you're with. Wants to do some meth and take you to the basement. Don't. Because uh, you're pretty vulnerable during sex. If, in fact, on the first date, you've got a choke chain on and she's got a bread knife out, it's Uncle John's advice to say maybe pull it back a little bit. And maybe this goes back to yesterday. Maybe I've changed my mind about Logan, the, the bomb-making uh, ASU freshman. If he's got explosives in the room, Maybe just leave the room, but you don't have to tell your friends. I don't think he does. I, th- I still like that kid. Man, that's crazy. You don't see a lot of women chopping heads off. That's a man's job. That's what we've been doing for years. Like, usually you see, oh, there's a severed head. You don't look at the lady of the house ever. 
right? It's never a thing. They like, want equality. I yeah, mean, I guess they know. want to do it the WNBA yeah. style, and they're doing it. So congratulations to that. But chopping a head off and then, you know, doing the V8 head. Oh, I can't believe I forgot the head. That's just lazy cops. My bad. My bad. I should have brought that with me. I'm stupid. There's another at uh, Shaw Business on Instagram. She's going to have a little traffic today. S-C-H-A? It's spelled differently. Yeah. Hers is S-H-A. Oh, okay. Biz. B-I-Z. B-I-Z. No, that's Biz. a different. This I know, is... and I looked at them like, oh, both are. I guess it could be scabizinous. It's S-C-H-A-B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S. Yeah. Scabizinous. Because it pulls it up on both when they're spelled differently, but. Yeah. Oh, you find hers, too? Yeah. You found the killers? Yep. How's she looking on oh, her Oh, no, Insta? I haven't found her Instagram. Oh, okay. Does she, have, does she have a Ukrainian flag for her <laughs> uh, her page? It's just beautiful. Yeah, she went to the three hours. She's like, oh, cool, the liver. I know what the liver looks like now. And she put that in her little bag. And she forgot the head. Duh. <laughs> Never forget the head, Brett, right? Oh, it's the most important one. You got to send that to the family. Let them know you mean business. Somebody's got to wake up. The most disturbing part of this story is a person living at the house found the head in the bucket. Somebody else was there. Got a meth basement. Anyway, congratulations to another tweaker. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't know how good meth must feel to be like you know. I've heard stories about the oh, that's so rare. Yeah, but it's still a thing. You know, it's like walking in traffic. You, you might make it across the street. It might be fun and exhilarating, but I'm not doing that crap. I had a guy offer me uh, some sort of drug at the Ghost Volbeat show. Oh yeah. He goes, Hey Holmberg, do you partake? And I'm like, No. Pot makes me paranoid. He goes, <laughs> and I go, uh, and he goes, I'm not talking about weed. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he, and he pulls this bag of something out. And I didn't even see what it was. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not into that crap at all. What, what was it? No. I'm like, no, I don't want any of that. Pussy. Kind of. And I don't care. <laughs> Pussy. Let, know, let alone taking it just randomly. Right. From some strangers. Yeah. Like, here I go. Anything that, look, strangers should, this is a good life lesson, a good life rule. Maybe it's age. Maybe it's just me being smart. But anytime someone whose name you don't know for sure pulls something out of his pocket and says, eat this, don't. That's it. No matter what. It could be a banana. Just don't ingest anything from the pocket of a stranger. That's a pretty good life rule. Not too bad. That's a pretty solid way to live your life. Where did you get this? That guy over there pulled it out of his pocket. What's his name? I don't know. Don't eat it. That's it. It's just a simple rule of life. I don't know, man. Pocket gum is so delicious. No, nope, I don't I don't eat gum from strangers. Isn't that weird? Like, I have to know you to want your gum. I just don't get that. Like, here, I'll get it. Let me reach in my pocket give you something to put in your body. No. I wouldn't I wouldn't trust a doctor that reached into his pocket and goes, here. No, it shouldn't come out of your pocket. Pockets are not for <laughs> drugs or medicine Hang or on, food. let me draw the blood here yeah. real quick. Let me reach yeah, in my pocket. Yeah, get this stuff in my pocket. I remember I, I kept an extra vial here. I'm like, nah, I want a new doctor. Yeah, pocket ingested things. No. I wouldn't even do it it's with you guys. It's not a bad guys. rule. Brady pulled lasagna out of his pocket. It's probably pretty good. I'm, I'm still sure not going to have any, and I know warm. you. No, it's going to be warm. That's how you keep it warm. I have some sushi if you're interested. I kept in my pocket. No. Pocket, food, drugs, gum, anything from a stranger's pocket. No. I keep writing the company letters. You need to come out with Yeti pants. <laughs> keep everything, yeah. you know. Where cargo pants got dangerous. It's that Weird people could start keep storing more goods and services in their drawers and start handing it out to people. 
it's just strange. So be careful out there. I don't get the meth thing. If that's not a lesson to make you say, eh, that's not that good. It can't be that good. It really can't be that good. These tweakers walking down. I know. <laughs> I know. Caught it. Caught it. Caught it. The wrong vowel yes, in tweakers, yes. my friend. But these tweakers Shut walking down McDowell should stop you from doing meth at all. Exactly. I mean, look at these freaks. Seeing tweakers yeah. should make you not want meth anymore. Now, hopefully we're... I've, uh, Brandon Lee, the former uh, hunk of news in town, the gay hunk, as I call him. You're a gay hunk, I'd say. Now artist. Yeah, now an artist. But he does a podcast. And one of the uh, time he came in on the show that one time, and he and he uh, gave me a text, and he said, "Hey, listen to my podcast. Uh, it's it has you're involved." I'm like, "What?" When Brandon and I were chatting, I said something to him, and some guy out there listening was on some heroin bender, and he was listening to the show. And I said something to Brandon. Brandon said something back to me, and I made a joke back, and he said that was the moment I knew that I had uh, something. Pro- some issue that, or- I, that I well, this had to end today, and he said it was because of uh, Brandon being really open about his issues and all his drug stuff, and uh, like something that we had just some little exchange we had, and it stopped him cold, and he was on there. Hopefully, it's th- still the case, but he was on Brandon's podcast, and he goes, "It's a pretty powerful moment that you know you, you we still you have never that. know what we still likes. have that juice. You don't know who's yeah. listening. You don't know. So if there's one method out there right now, brushing his tooth, this could be the day that you're like, you know what? It isn't cool." Nobody normal thinks you're doing anything great. Uh, society looks at you as a loser. It can't be that good. Nobody's ever gone from meth to CEO in like a short period of time. So success will not follow. You have to stop. I think you have to be free and clear of it for at least a year before your life starts getting back to normal. Not worth waking up with a bucket in the head next right, week. Right, and not really knowing how yeah. that happened. Oh, did we have a head with us just a minute ago? I don't, I, it doesn't make any sense. Hey, Twitter world, now keep uh, in mind, juice, you juice. can have a head in your house without being on meth. In fact, maybe that's what happened to me. I think I, think I was doing meth. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'll tell people now. Anyway, heads fall off. So let's not jump to conclusions that it's always drug-related, all right? <laughs> just, yeah, just damn. <laughs> yeah, he's got a good a point. voice of reason. He's got a good point. <laughs> always OJ coming in reminding you that beheadings sometimes are natural occurrence. He's got a new job, OJ. What's he's he at doing? the uh, carving station at the Golden Corral. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody better, Brady. You've been there. Yeah, I yeah. know Brady's, uh, uh, we have employee of the month and customer of the month. <laughs> And Brady somehow managed to get both these situations. Damn, I'm just saying. But yeah, heads will just pop off. According to OJ, and it's very rare. And it's still rare in the meth community to have a head lobbed off, but still. What would Brady do? Hmm? Hey, you guys, it's Brett Vesley, and uh, while the show's on vacation, don't forget about our friends over at MMP Guns. I mean, they got over 1,200 new and used guns in all the popular calibers, plus they're one of the few places in town that actually have ammo in stock. All right, so check out MMP Guns inside of Mo Money Pond at 12th Street and Indian School. And the reason I'm bringing them up is because they're the sponsors. They're the ones that bring you guys What Would Brady Do? So here's a best-of moment from What Would Brady Do? Uh, Let's try this one. This is a toughie. I'm gonna I'm gonna save that for later. Terry, I'm getting to yours. He wrote me this today. Oh, yeah. Uh, dear Brady, my sister's a complete whore. 
I can't have her around my teen daughter because evidently uh, she had sex with one of my teen daughter's friends. He's 16, told my daughter that he had sex with her aunt. She's 31. Nice. <laughs> Where's the problem? I want to turn her in, but my brothers are stopping me. I hate my whore sister. Do I go rogue and alienate the whole family to get this sea-soaked whore off the streets <laughs> or not? The reason I read that is for the phrase sea-soaked whore. <laughs> Brady, what would you do if your sister was a whore and having sex with teen boys? Uh, I'd say my piece with her and... You wouldn't it really go to the authorities? Her? No. No? I'd do it for my sister. If there's anything to get her off the streets, it's great. <laughs> yeah. No? No. You just tell her you can't have sex with kids? She should already know that. Yeah. You know it's illegal. You can right. get in trouble for it. Knock it off. <laughs> but isn't that probably in her brain already? Like, she probably knows not to have sex with the kinder, you know. So your if, words if are going to fall on death. Again, here. if there's a running habit of it, like all of a sudden it's continuing, it, it you're... I guess the example would be your uh, brother is uh, Epstein, Andrew Epstein, yeah. or yeah. Uh, uh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Like, uh, what is your limit for family members having underage sex before you call and turn them in? Anything over one age Once, year? Like, I oh, guess so if two. they know so give them a, a, you give them a mulligan. Yeah, they get a, they get a mulligan. <laughs> underage yeah. mulligan. Because there could be a. I mean, there is a factor, <laughs> and let's say knowingly they did. Are, like from what grooming that reads, and harvesting, then then you might have a problem. But one 16 year old, all right. Yeah. You got for a woman, for a man, he's out after you don't allow a man that goof. No. So your oh, brother no. does I it guess I, right yeah, to jail. That's a right? problem. Oh, yeah, hang him. Yeah. yeah. You hang, like if Tom did it, you're calling the authorities immediately. Oh, yeah. If your brother banged a 16 year old girl. Oh, yeah. Because he's uh, for sure, he's yeah. out. But even when he's, he's 31, a high school teacher. Even when he's, oh, so it's possible. Ooh. So if you found that out and he did it with one, you're you're ratting him out. Um, Ooh, Brady's got a tough dilemma here. So was, this guy's writing in. Now, if it's your sister, I'm with you. The mulligan is very possible because this kid, this 16 year old, might be swinging some swinging a hammer, looking the part. He's ripped. He might look like he's about 19. It's it is different. The double standard does exist for a reason. And also, I think of like uh, when I was sixteen, and if I was with the twenty-five-year-old, would getting, I be yeah. would I be ruined? No, I wouldn't. Now, some people You'd be a hero. Your think, friends, you know, devil's well, advocate. Some people do argue that that does wreck a kid. But if you're sixteen and you're with a thirty-one-year-old and you want her over, you might be a little bit emotionally goofed up. Yeah, but you're you might also just be proud enough to walk through and make yourself have a better world. I think if you're like twelve, thirteen, terrible. That's. But you get into 16, the kid's got some game. And some of those 16-year-old boys look like like they're Adonises. They're like, they look great. They're in the peak of physical condition. They might have matured a little quicker. I was not that 16-year-old boy, so I don't know what that's like. But I saw the ones that I'm looking at. I'm like, that's there a are, man. There huh? are advanced yeah. on both sides. Um, so, you know, like, I, you're right when you put it in that perspective. Is there more leniency on my sister than I yeah. would be on my brother? Yeah, I was goofing around with this. Uh, we were talking to these people, and I talked to this one kid, and I said something about banging the girl he was with, joking around. Didn't know him. Uh, he was a, turned out to be the son of some guy who went to the game with us and stuff, and I made a joke, and I'm like, ah, yeah, I'm banging that girl over there. And he goes, hey, man, I'm 14. I'm like, you're 14? I thought you were like 26. <laughs> like, he's a grown-up. And I'm like, oh, my God. 
If I was a whore, I'd probably fallen for. So you don't turn her in. I'm not turning. You tell her you got one more. If I find out you bang another teenager, you're going to jail. Yeah, yeah. Like Lay's, I bet you can't eat just. Yeah, one. you can't. Well, yeah, she's like the chips yeah. ahoy. You're just you're gonna bite into a couple of those. I say, uh, you have the cop scare her. There you go. How does that happen? Yeah, but how do you do that? The cops yeah. go. The cops know about it. Just yeah. get they a gotta, cop friend and just go. Hey, that's uh, what you need. And, and yeah. all you have to do is just be out at her house with your cop friend in front, and point to her house and stuff. And like tell the cops that uh, like something's going on in there that you think there's illegal drug activity in her house or something. Have the knocking on the door saying, "Hey, the neighbors are complaining about noise." Just have her a cop. Like I think I would do ready. it with a police stripper gram. You know, first <laughs> coming with, with the, the police and everything. And and <laughs> see, I'd make a noise complaint. <laughs> I'd make a noise complaint and then go over to her house and go, I saw the cops at your house, and uh, and I had a feeling it was about your teen loving. Oh, no. I'm like, and I talked to him about it. You did what? Like, I talked to the police about it, and he's keeping an eye on you. That's what I'd do. I'd have her, I'd have her worried that I've got people watching. What I need you to do is um, let's go to her parents or his parents mm-hmm. and get their permission. Why don't you let uh-huh. them know? Why don't oh. you let them know? If you're there, you go. Her. Yeah, go to the teen boy's parents and tell them what happened, and let them handle it. I mean, I would say That's I better. would tell her you need to do this. No, you I continue. Would, to, you're ready. Hey, if not, then I'm going over there. Excuse me, know. Mary Kay Laterno. Is yeah. this okay? Uh, right? Is that all right? Yeah. Is exactly. it all right that your son nailed this? And the dad's like, <laughs> hell yes. <laughs> Except for maybe she's ugly. Because you remember back in the, I mean the, the superstar version of that. Was Percy with uh, yeah Courtney Stodden? He got right, permission, yeah. but by that was parents. Die Girl, and um, yeah, that's a different. That was different. Paul because, Walker, yeah, Paul Walker. I still, it's just because he was so handsome and he started to become rich that the parents of that sixteen-year-old said, "Yeah, you can have at it." He was thirty. Yep. So this is different because it's a girl. I like that. You go to the boy's parents and say, "My sister had sex with your son. You should know that. Here's her number, and have them handle it." Again, that's that you might as well, I mean, that's basically turning them in, in a way. In a way, unless that. those parents are like, you know, I know our son's a whore, too. He probably lied about his age, and maybe there's some sort of a middle ground there. But put the fear of God into it. That's the solve right there. Well done. Go to the boy's parents and say, my sister nailed your kid, and I don't know what you want to do about it, but you need to know this. She's 31 years old. She's a predator, and I hate her. She's a whore. Great stuff. Good family drama right there. You think your family's got drama. That's good stuff. Uh, Dear Brady, what should I do as far as a career change? I've been in the world of electricity uh, for the last 26 years. I was an electrician. I have enough money to get by, but I do need a job to kill time and pay the basic bills. Um, A job that's not stressful, uh, has zero responsibility, just flat mindless retirement job, but I'm not quite retired. Pick my next chapter, you bastard. Kenneth. A mindless job? Something he gets to do now. To just uh, fill fill the void of time. It's overnight work, but uh, security jobs. There's some pretty Oof. good. Depends on the company. That's that's yeah, pretty mindless. That schedule. That's, that's, that's I, definitely I, mindless. I wouldn't schedule that. Exactly. The guy's asking for a mindless job. Why would? <laughs> yeah, but if something goes wrong, and I'm then saying it's, yeah. like some of those companies, it's just they want someone there sitting there. I mean, you're thinking about the ones that we've had throughout on the radio side when we were at 840 North Central, that building yeah. over there. 
We'd go over there. Guy would be asleep sometimes. Yeah, Do great. overnights here. Yeah, overnights. Yeah. Overnights. Is <laughs> a, a real good mindless job that pays fairly well, and it's uh, 18 months of employment as morning show host at KDKB. <laughs> like you don't, you don't have to do anything. You're, you're going to lose your job. There's absolutely no pretty so uncomfortable because he's going to meet her later today. But you, you don't get too close. That's all I'm saying. Don't get too close. Because you're just going to have your heart no, broken. She's walking out. <laughs> you're going to have your heart broken. Don't tie in. Don't be pals. At least they know what they're getting into a little bit, because that is one of the things. Yeah. Would you like to be a morning mindless? I will say <laughs> this. Mike Airman Trout from Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad has the greatest, I've retired, I've got enough money. Now, he was doing something on the side to get money as a, you know, kind of a, a mercenary. But the perfect cover and a job where nobody bothers you, and if you're looking for mindlessness where you just sit and watch TV and get paid, uh, a man in the box, you just work the uh, arm at a at a building that requires a dude to sit in a box. So in front of like a, a gated community, uh, hi, where are you yeah, going? That's, yeah, that's the best job in the yeah. world. It's not security because a lot of those guys are just hitting the button to let you in and out. There's a dude at the Enchantment Resort who has the greatest job of all time. He sits in the uniform and has a clipboard. And when you pull up, he goes, hi, welcome to the Enchantment Resort in Sedona. Can I help you? I'm like, sure. Uh, I'm re- Okay, I see you you're on, on the list? list here. Do you have any questions yep. on where to go? Nope, go right through. And then he buzzes up to the front that the Holmberg party is here. And they're waiting on you. What a gig. He doesn't do anything all day long. He doesn't have to stop marauders. or break. You get decent ex- exercise. You have to get up out of your chair, yep. go out to the Walk front. Walk out to the car and say hi to the people with your clipboard. You're, yeah. uh, improve, you're riding. Yeah, you what know, is it? 10, 12 plates. times a day. Yeah, you're right down. A, great mindless work being a man in a box. <laughs> all right. Uh, dear Brady, I heard a guy at your work, or I heard a guy at my work call another guy uh, the N-word. And they are black men. I am so wildly uncomfortable with that word that I get stressed out about it uh, completely. I get stressed out about work conversations anyway. In fact, I get nervous when John uses the beeper on the radio sometimes. What would you do in this situation, Andrew? Um, most of the time, I I kind of brush it off. Like if they're talking, you know, if you don't agree with the way a person's talking to another person, that I try not to let it bother me. You overheard much. You're not in that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, it would get really uncomfortable if you started using it. Right. Exactly. Were they calling you the N word? Yeah. That's different. Although I would, I'd be laughing. I'd be, I'd love every second. <laughs> I, I'd be honest. We had two. If we had black people that worked here, other than I think we have two, right? Kenny and Amani. Oh yeah. yeah. And I don't. Kenny's see not them. here much, so right. I don't see them talking a lot. No. But if they called me the N word, I would take it as like street cred. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Giggle. Oh, I would giggle, oh, I'd and I'd, I'd be, I'd, be I'd run to yeah. them. I'd be like, I'm in. It's the secret handshake. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it back. I've been accepted. Yeah. Like if Kenny said, "Hey, get over here." Come on, help us out. I'm like, I'm all right. I might even like strut a little and do like that 70s. The, the George, the, the the George, George Jefferson, Jefferson walk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I couldn't help it. I saw my uh, buddy from OU uh, back in the college days. Oh, boy. They still, uh, my friends will still go, what's up, my Nilla? Oh, geez. That's not good. They're all white, though. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, that's fine. They're my black friends. They're totally yeah. allowed to do that. You can't. But they call you Nilla. Yeah. Because you're vanilla. No, I, think, yeah. I get it. They don't call you Isthmus? <laughs> not, not What's yet. What's up, pissy pants? Give me five years.
What's up, Betsy Wetsy? <laughs> I mean, it could have, your nickname could have been so much worse than Ismus. Ismus is clever. I would have probably gone with Betsy Wetsy. And two years later, people calling you Betsy Wetsy would have pissed you off. Uh, finally, Dear Brady, too many kids, man. Too many kids. My liberal garbage workplace is giving people days off for their kid days. Essentially, it's for single moms who are unable to get a man to love them, so they live alone and need time off to cart Jr. or the future poll stewardess to and fro. It's garbage. Future poll <laughs> I like that, too. That's I have extra work now because I have to cover for mommy days. I don't have any kids, and somehow that's keeping me from doing just one job. And also, I'm not allowed to complain because when I did, they just said, you don't understand. How do I fix this? Tevin. His name is Tevin, and he has no kids. I'd have lost that bet. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. If they came to you, Tevin, and said, you know what? We know we have kid days here. We're going to give, if you don't have kids, you're allowed a couple more uh, personal days. That'd be great. Would you take that? Heck yeah. Okay. It was like smoke breaks at restaurants. Yeah. I always got mad at the smokers because they every three hours I'm allowed a 15-minute break. And all us non-smokers would have to pick it up. But if I ever stood out in the alley and did nothing for 15 minutes, it would be called being lazy. So I don't like uh, when work has the you can do it because you've got this and you can't because you don't. Then the, just, I never thought that you should get a tax credit for your kids. Then the next question is, how important are those days off for you? Is it worth to have a couple of kids get get a couple no. extra days no. off? No, <laughs> nothing. No, nothing Absolutely is worth not. that. Right. The, the people that have, I, you know... I'm on both sides of that. I mean, if you're you if this. you're allowed to have a day or something right. like that, like something's going on at home, sure, I definitely you lose uh, a sick would day. Say, you know what? Family over work. Sure, you but, lose a sick day. Yeah, you don't get extra. I remember. Yeah, but it can't be held against you. It's just counted as a. It's a sick, sick day, day. Yeah. and you don't. You only get a few of them. Yeah, sick day or vacation day. Right, that's, you that's don't get good. extra days. I remember when girls started uh, at the zone, started that whole wellness day thing. What's that? Uh, it's when you feel good, but you don't feel like working. What? So you got extra days on top of your sick days. Then what's like? I uh, think everyone mental don't health we have, day. Yeah, mental days? health days. How many are there? Like in the, I don't even know. Get those. Company. The sick day. Do we have those? Mental health. Days? I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. How many? I don't know. See ya. As many, as many as you want. <laughs> I don't even know about this. How are they going to st- stop you? From I got two busted hips day. and a shoulder. All I'm thinking about is anesthesia and miserable surgery. You got I'm mentally week. capable of being. I got a huge week. I got to get to Sun City in 30 minutes. <laughs> I got an hour and a half. I got to be sitting in Sun City with 90 year olds getting my chest x rays and uh, EKG. And one sneeze. You're going to clear that I'm gonna up, Yeah, I'm going to kill them all. <laughs> he hasn't been vaccinated. Run. <laughs> Go f yourself with kid days. It's nobody's fault you have a kid. That It reminds me of that story I saw on CNN the other day. That lady said, I can't. Work a full-time job and raise my kids. It's not fair. Who told you to have the nah. the crotch fruit? It's not. It's not fair to the guy who doesn't have kids who can work a forty-hour week without interruption. Sorry, lady, that's your decision. I know it's tough. You knew it was tough going into it. I would Mommy say you know find days. a company that does. I I don't. I mean, if a company chooses to do that, that's that's fine. That's fine. But so better, this guy going to work for that company. Yeah. If you knew that going into it, if but it he might not you have. enough, like, I'm not working for a company that But Brady, they might have implemented this after he started yeah. working there. Well, and if they're only giving it to mommies, they can just leave work whenever they want. 
you're going to have a huge problem on your hands when the guys like him are like, well, screw it. Then I'm going to take three hours off for no reason, too. Yeah, and that's why they came up with the personal days at a lot of companies. Probably. The smoke yeah. break was the same thing when I worked that's at what I just said. Yes, I already told I you. Yeah. yeah, I was sorry. I was listening. That's right. I know. <laughs> but it's true. It's this, And even said that when I worked at Tony Roma's, he's using my story against me. But no, it's the it's the fact is it has to be there for everybody. Whether if this is if they have mental health day and sick days and vacation days and also mommy days, then you need yeah. to have guy who doesn't feel like being here for a couple hours days. Because if it cause Toledo, you've had that. Yep. I got to run home. My stupid kid missed the bus or whatever, yep. and then you come back. Yep. But if you do that three, four, five times, and we got to cover for you, or or so Jeremy sits in, or somebody does your job for you, he's going to get the job because right. right. he's more capable right. of being here. Work is about showing up. It's 90% showing up. If you left all the time, I can't do the Brady Report because Kirby fell down. And All right, well, that's once. Last week, it's because she, you know, had no shirt. This week, it's because she's blah, blah, blah. And it also teaches your kids that they can just fall back on you. Or you're always going to show up. always there, that you'll come running at whatever. Can you ever imagine your dad getting a call saying, I need you to come help me? I've screwed up. No. Me neither. No. My dad would basically say, you're on your own, Tommy. I don't have any. I don't have any pants on. Guess what? We wear pants. Sorry about your luck, pal. This is going to be a tough lesson day for you. Depends on what it is, I guess. Injuries, you leave. Yeah. Dummy stuff. My dad always had the flexibility to, you know. But that's the. So did mine. Yeah. He wasn't using it. No, but I'm saying if if there's something that was a family emergency or whatever, that's different. A family emergency is different, but yeah, yeah. being stupid. Yeah. My and dad I have tell me to pack yeah. it in my ass. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Wow. I like a dad that says, yeah. pack it in your ass, yeah. boy. Yeah, he's right. But if it's about taking him to t-ball practice and I can't be at work, no. That's a firing offense right there because that's just leaving. That's just running errands during work. I remember a couple of uh, guys decided to coach. During, they'd have to, they'd, during work? Yeah, well, the practice would start at, you know, 4 o'clock. And you're yeah, supposed to be working okay, but if 5 it's like, and they would leave early. Wasn't that big of a debate? You have, it's you know, people habit. are saying, "Hey, you're leaving early." If you're leaving somebody else to do your work, because you've decided to take on an extracurricular thing that gets in the way of work, that's not that ain't cool. Right. And if right. the company moves on, like, look, we're not, you're not hitting your numbers. Right. Or I think they tell is, you, look, you, you can't. Make your own you can't, bed. A company would go, "Hey, it's getting in the way. Yeah, cut the coaching." Well, I need a coach day because that's the same thing as mommy day. It is a little. Uh, more difficult, isn't it, on the on the mommy days or the parent days? I don't know. Like if all of a sudden it gets Shouldn't to the point where you're taking so many and you're like, there's just too many days. You're but it's probably not even mommy days. It's probably I got to leave from two to four today. It's just breaks. oh yeah, it's not an official yeah. day. I'm only I was only yeah. gone two hours. Right, yeah. exactly. And, and then they come back and then they're start, and then you're like, I'm not doing your job for you every time your kid has to go get popsicles. I'm a single mom. No, this is not my fault at all. Once you enter the business door, sorry, I don't have much empathy for what's going on at home unless it is a real emergency. But if Who's he needs to go to class birthday party, yeah, uh, right, I have to go get ice cream because we forgot it. Sorry, that's a you problem. That's your issue. Yeah, I have no, I don't have much sympathy for the whole mommy day thing. It was an adjustment when you know they finally were came around to maternity leave. And maternity leave is a thing, but uh, you know what I don't think is. Paternity leave. I think you can take a week or two as a man, get used to the baby in the new setting. But those guys that are taking six months off, you're milking it. And I understand why. Totally. But you don't need that time. 
as a guy. Well, and that, no, that also has changed. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't, because I'll go to work. The, yeah, I'll take a second job. <laughs> if the wage earners uh, the other side of it. Well, that's uh, fine. Yeah. But and that's know, why the woman but is going to work and right. dad but is Mr. Gonna, Mom, yeah. yeah. Right. But that's called you don't work anymore. The wage earner is working, and the other person has to take their time away from their job to do the baby thing, which is the right thing to do if you can do it. But if you can't, you probably figure that out because I don't know when work became the sympathetic island of, I get it, you can go anytime you want. I don't understand that. And it's going to get worse now that they've discovered that they don't need you in the building anymore. Everybody can work from home. Mommy days are going to be 10 times worse. I was here. I was available. Exactly. How come nobody ever gets their job done? Mommy day. <laughs> you don't think Tripp's handing out mommy days left and right? I don't think she needs a mommy day. I don't think he's ever going to say that. <laughs> Looks like somebody needs mommy day. <laughs> you know what never happened? Daddy day. I watched that Will Smith movie when he was trying to make this pursuit of happiness. He drugged that kid all over and made him sit in the vestibules of buildings. <laughs> Daddy's got to work. You sit here for eight hours. Don't move. And the kid just sat there. Well, he was interning. He was trying to, he became something. He worked his ass off. Did the best he could. Kramer versus Kramer. Remember? Yeah. Kid fell off the jungle gym and he had to leave work. And work's like, you can't just go running out. So my kid had an emergency. I don't care. Mom's for <laughs> The good old days. The good old days. <laughs> but when a man had to stay at work because, yuck, going home was awful. There's kids. Sorry, there. son. You got to bleed out. Yeah, pretty much. Real emergencies are real thing, but that yeah. you know you shouldn't be doc pay for real emergency. Mommy day is just a sick day. You can't work. You don't get extra extra. It's like that maternity parking at Walmart. I throw my car in that every time. <laughs> a, it's not a law. B, it's empty. And C, it's not my fault you couldn't close your legs. You can't walk all the way to Walmart fifteen feet. <laughs> Mo- expectant mommy parking. <laughs> You had all the energy in the world, and you're a reverse cowgirl, and all of a sudden you can't walk? You think the walk from the parking lot to the Walgreens is going to be tough? Imagine when you're dragging 18 pounds that doesn't want to be there. You need to walk more. You're the one putting on all the weight. <laughs> Sorry, I'm on a tangent. Anyway. You didn't take any daddy days when Kirby was born. Kirby was born uh, on a Friday, Friday uh, Thursday late. I, missed, yeah, I think you I took Friday, Friday morning, which yeah. is great. Alex, good on you. Saturday. I'm getting a surgery Friday. I don't have poor pitiful me. We're getting vacation next week. We're burning vacation days because I got to lay there in a sling for seven days. What you need to do is that following week go, ooh, geez, guys. I uh, need mommy arm hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not so good days. <laughs> Poopy pants feeling days. Can you work? Well, I could, but my arm's Where? all throbby. Sorry. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're going to have menstruation days. I got cramps days. Sorry, it's called work. I don't like this stuff. I don't like the new world at all. No. It's awful. Brady, you want to take a day off? More days off. I don't know what mental health days are. I've never taken them. Have you? No. Have any of us? No. They just don't feel like it. <laughs> have we? Oh, I just is that available on our ADP uh, yeah. time card? I don't see I it on that thing. That. Yeah, look, because I don't. Whenever we approve time cards, I don't see the "Did you feel like working day?" <laughs> and they don't carry over. And I think that's the thing <laughs> yeah. is that yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got, I have mountains of not using <laughs> mental health, worth. and I'm a mental basket case. I should be off for months at a time. Anyway, boohoo! Life's hard. Get to work. You know it's going to be a real tough mommy day. 
single mom? It's when they fire you for not showing up all the time. Now you don't have any money and a kid. It's not fair. Mom brings you this entertainment trip. Netflix has their first original movie with an NC-17 rating. All right. Blonde. It's a fictional story about Marilyn Monroe. And Uh. Anna de Armas is playing Marilyn Monroe. So She's in the new Ben Affleck movie. You'll have all the... uh, I think that's her. She gets naked in that. And it's about him. He raises snails. (laughs) Really? Yeah. There's a line in it. Uh, it's it, yeah, it's uh, it's odd. You got Adrian Brody as Arthur Miller, Bobby Cannavale as Joe DiMaggio, there she is. and Casper Philipson as uh, John John F. Kennedy. It's a movie called Deep Water, and at one point, uh, she pulls it off. There's a line where somebody says, "The snails aren't for eating." Yeah, she looks pretty good. She might actually look better than Marilyn there. Well, here's the two. That's pretty good. Wow. What more do we need to know about this story? Like, unless they just flat say Kennedy killed her. Well, everybody's been saying that for years. I mean, it's I mean, yeah. finally in a movie, yeah, though. Exactly. It's like, let's not romanticize the last days. If the last 15 minutes of the movie are the Kennedys just beating the tar out of her and jamming drugs in her, they're like, oh, that's a new twist. They're actually finally saying what really happened. They're just doing the bang scenes. <laughs> I uh, will be on money someday here, bitch. Uh, you better learn your lesson and uh, start performing or else. Here, take that. Take that, superstar. I have no idea. Maybe they made a sex tape. DiMaggio and her going at it. Right. All Arthur of, Miller. All of them came in and yeah. beat her up at the end of the movie. Otherwise, we know the Marilyn Monroe story. The only reason we'd watch is that it's NC-17. Just one thing we haven't seen her do is uh, grind on a fella. Kim Kardashian recently posted some pictures of herself on the beach, modeling her skims. And her broken leg. Yep. It's awesome. Weirdly elongated leg was definitely Photoshop. They called yep. her out on the internet. Yeah. And the photo mysteriously disappeared. But yeah. thanks to the wonders of the internet. we I have it. Everybody I have it has In my phone right there. Everyone to marvel. Right there. Look at that. And that right leg looks like one of those people that had atrophy after an accident. Oh, yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. Like, uh, the other day we were fooling around with phones, and I don't have Instagram, so I don't understand the filter thing being as easy as it is. And by the way, deep fakes are going to change all of porn here in the next. I just showed Brady the Dua Lipa sex tape. Megan Fox. Megan Fox is on there. There's one with Jennifer Aniston. They're so wildly real. We don't need reality anymore. Is there a Marco Robbie on there? Check it out. I bet there is. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't think you got to do it. Yeah. So uh, um, I looked and took a picture of myself with one of the Instagram filters. I'm beautiful. It cha- like, I'm not kidding. And I'm like, man, man, Mr. Cynical about it all. One photo of me on Instagram. And I looked at it and I'm like, I'm never taking a picture off of this again. Like, this is how I want to be in my own mind. It changed me in a second when I looked at that. Like, wow, I'm flawless. And I don't ever want to see myself another way. And I'm like, ooh, I gotta shake that off. One picture. It was creepy. Larry, Larry's here. Seen my sex tape video yet? <laughs> the deep fake, yeah. Because I know not a deep <laughs> fake. Oh yeah. Well, okay, shallow fake. Shallow but either way, yeah, it's not a deep fake. You're not going deep. <laughs> I bottomed out in the deep fake. Because the girl wasn't real; she was fake. But still, yeah, <laughs> it's weird. So the Instagram filters are so good 
I don't know how you don't do it. And so I don't trust that one pic because it didn't look too filtered, but I looked amazing. Now, there are some people, and we know a few of them, who turn themselves into other people. <laughs> They've got it down. Yeah, this one the- just, I'm not kidding. A picture, we took it. I'm like, that's that's enough to mess with my brain the first time I did it. I've goofed with filters and made myself crazy, but that one, like, oh, my God. That's the best picture I've ever taken. And it's not me. Like, covered up everything. I've tried it, John. It just, it's not working for me. For you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I went once and... Uh, I haven't yet. I've seen the post where people show you how to... You don't have to do a thing anymore. Though. It's a button. It automatically sets it. it. You don't have to go back and fix it unless you want to. But, like, this was just a picture because the particular camera had the filter in it. So you just go click and the person's flawless. I looked amazing. Which I've never said about myself. It's dangerous. Because then you start flipping around and making big lips on your, like, I look better like this. Like, the fake you becomes your dream. It's like, I, I haven't experienced it. I know I'm five years behind. But I haven't experienced how that altering my mental state so quickly. It's fast. Uh, hopefully they'll be able to tour soon. But uh, Jungkook uh, just became Ooh. the seventh and final member of BTS to get COVID. Move on. Did, what did he say? No, 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 no Brett. No. Oh, move on. And don't. That wasn't like what I thought it was. You're banned was it? from eyeballing him. I didn't. I, you know, <laughs> you're banned. I thought I he was know, asking you, me a question. You I was. Here, here's a rule. BTS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is now in this room. <laughs> this guy's name, it's though. banned. I'm seeing it too Jungkook? often. No, I'm seeing it too often. Where you say something stupid and then look over at him. <laughs> banned. No more reaction looks. Like did it hit the mark? No more. Put up a, we'll put no up more. A, a barrier. It's a ten dollar fine every time you do it. We'll get a jar and it'll go to a charity. But no more of that stupid comment and see if I got one of them. First offense is free. You go. You're talking to an audience. I thought that's big to information. This right. should know. <laughs> Who should know? That, you know, BTS you ever, fans. Okay, be on, right. on the road very it. soon. I'm not even talking about the joke. I'm talking. I don't care. That was pretty funny. The thing <laughs> after where you're looking around. There's nothing worse than being at dinner with a guy who said something he thinks is funny and he's looking around for reactions. That's begging. That's I'll akin look to begging. At you when Don't I look at me. Them. Don't you ever look at me. We have a rule on that too. <laughs> you keep your eyes down. I will smack you. I've got an old man concert announcement. Ever look at me? We got to clear this looking at me thing up real quick, pal. What do you have? An old man concert announcement. Right. Maybe I'm interested. Maybe I'm. August 29th, the Celebrity Theater. Rick Springfield, Men at Work, and John Wayne. When did you do that yesterday? We talked that about that yesterday. I'm we talked about this you. morning. I slap you. I slap you. I slap, slap, slap you. I slap and you slap and you silly because you disrespected me. Stop looking at me, Brady. Uh, all right. Well, good for you. Well, that's a good show. I'd actually, whoops, sorry. I'd go see that. But uh, Get well soon. For who? Jungkook. <laughs> the callback. He's sick. What? Take a laugh. That guy's sick. He wasn't sick. He was the seventh got, member. Yeah, he's got COVID right now. And he's back as the seventh member. <laughs> I'm so member. glad you're concerned. Reread your story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> His last name is Kook, by the way. It's not even... It's not... Yeah, I don't know. I mean... I know you know, because your little darting <laughs> eyes begging for <laughs>, laughs. Why don't you just put a fingerless gloves on and have your hand out, you prick. Knock it off. Quit eyeballing around the table for a reaction shot. <laughs> Nobody liked it. You move on. He doesn't count. What? No. I can't stop that avalanche of stupid. You. Jim's great. <laughs> All right. Take a lap. Idiots. Work with idiots.
Nothing I can do about it. Let's get out of here, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm very angry. Just tired of it. Yeah, there it is. Slopped you. Name is Boone. (laughs) Eyeballs to Brick. You ever see those guys? It's the Banya from Seinfeld. When he tells a joke and he looks around like, why is he's looking at everybody? That's what Brady does to Brett every time he tries that. Garbage. (laughs) Steve-O says he wants to end his jackass era. With you. uh, Please say with Brady Bogan. Please. He didn't. I'm a jackass. He wants to do a final tour where he gets breast implants, a penis tattooed over his eyebrow, and a bullet shot through his open jaw. Do the cheek shot. Through the cheeks? Yeah. Okay. And maybe the the comedy comedy purists will take him seriously as a stand-up comedian, and he will be... Free from being Steve-O. Brady, let's be jackasses together, you and me. I'm what in. Say? We'll do that together. I'm yeah. a jackass, Steve-O. I'll shoot you in the face. You're my best friend, Brady. I miss you, bro. I miss you too, bro. You're the greatest, bro. Hey, let's go get lunch and then shoot me in the face. Okay. Yeah, because we're jackasses. I'm in. I want a dick tattoo on my face. Would you ever get that if steve I bet you would if Steve-O's like, let's get him. You and me, Brady, we're going to go get tattoos on our face of dicks. Okay. Kirby, Daddy made a mistake today. <laughs> I see it, Daddy. You're not wrong. <laughs> that was an error, the, uh, man. Um, someone put a, a list together of the 25 best horror comedies. Horror comedies. I will go with Bridesmaids. Tons of horrors in that. Uh, <laughs> horror comedy. Scream. Scream is not even uh, number 10. Uh, what is the one that they made fun of with Chris Elliott? And, you got a couple of old school Anna ones Ferris. that are in the top five. Are they the ones that were actual trying to become like scary movie? Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, older than that. But I'm saying a scary movie, what they're on the list, or they have oh, to be horror um, movies. Scary out. movie is not on the list. American Werewolf in London? So that's a dead That's number one. five. Yeah. All right. The funniest horror comedy. Number four. Young Frankenstein. Absolutely loved. Uh, yeah, there's a couple. Uh, go ahead. Give us a list. Number three. I think of anything it would be. The uh, Abominable Dr. Fibs. No idea. Missed that one. 1971. Uh, then number two is Abbott and Costello meet freaking Frankenstein. Freaking Frankenstein? Man, that was a brave <laughs> name back then. They dropped the freaking. Yeah, it. It's freaking Frankenstein. Number one, Arsenic. An old lace. Oh, that's nineteen forty-four. I was gonna say that's thirty. Not familiar with it. That's uh, uh but you've oh, got oh, not Douglas Fairbanks. Who's an arsenic and old lace? In your um, ah, uh, big names too. Top ten, you got not Betty Tremors. Davis, no, I don't think so. Is number eight Tremors? That's a good one. Evil Dead Two, number seven. Arsenic and old lace is a very funny movie. And The Trouble with Harry is a funny horror movie. That was the comedy that Hitchcock did with... Uh, huh? Cary Grant. Grant. That's okay. Arsenic and Old Lace. Damn it. That's right. Shaun of the Dead was solid. Shaun of the Dead's great. That's number 12. Yeah. yeah. There's some good ones. And then if you have time to check it out, maybe you've seen it already. Isn't but- Arsenic and Old Lace where they try to poison the old lady? I think that's what that movie's about. I've never they seen They try it. to kill some old lady and she, like they can't. It's very funny. But it's, you know, it's an older movie, but Cary Grant is... That's right, Cary Grant. This is Holmberg's Morning Sickness. I'm 98 KUPD.
It's John Holmberg here from the Morning Sickness. See you in 20.